Hello and welcome to TV Sessions. Uh, today we're going to be doing a deep dive into The Wire. Uh, my name is Gabe and I'm joined by Luke as always. How's it going, man? Yep, good to be here as always. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Um, right off the bat, I'm just going to say you, you didn't have this show in your top 10 of all time, right? <laughs> I did not have The Wire in my top 10. But you still love it, right? I still love The Wire. Yeah, I wouldn't super, be doing super. this episode if I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I just had to bring that up right off the bat because uh, <laughs> just fun to shirt people over that shit. Yeah. Pe people love the show. Like, it's one of the best of all time. I'm so pumped for this. Um, if there was anything controversial about my top 10 list, I was leaving that show off. I for fully sure. admit that's insane, leaving it off. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, the controversial thing was having Mad Men low, but like you having The Wire not even in your top 10. That's a yeah. bit of a stretch, but, but we still love the show. We're excited to do this. Um, how, how did you get into The Wire? When did you watch it? Uh, I, I watched it after, like, I think it was like my second time watching Breaking Bad. I'm like, Breaking Bad's the best show ever. I'd see people be like, oh, The Wire's the only show that I've seen better than Breaking Bad. So that's like where it piqued my interest a lot. I just see people say like, oh, this is the only show better than Breaking Bad. So I just started it one day. Uh, I was a senior in high school, my last year of high school. Um, is that, is that before The Sopranos or after? It was before The Sopranos. I watched The Damn. Wire first. That's it. So, so I was surprised that you watched The Sopranos young, because I was like, that's a sophisticated show but you watch the wire even younger and that's an yeah. even more sophisticated show i'd say like how did you find it on your first watch like that's so i think i would like it better now obviously but i was still able to follow along pretty well i think i'd follow along better now though yeah but, I like, it now. but it's just like it's so slow like in high school i would not be able to keep up with the wire like it's hard to follow like i don't know like there's a lot of characters yeah. and shit i'm surprised I, I don't know i would i just had the patience somehow um yeah i was fair enough there was times where I'm like, okay, this is a little dull, but I was never like really like bored, really. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. You you really were, and you enjoyed it, eh? The whole time. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I I was gonna say uh, <clears throat> when I really started enjoying it and like which parts I liked, but we'll get to that when we get to season rankings. Yeah, and all that. yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll just go into it for me. So like similarly to The Sopranos, <laughs> I only watched The Wire this year. So you watched all the all-time greats way before me, which is funny. Yeah. But um, like I didn't get to the wire until the pandemic similar to the sopranos i watched the wire before the sopranos so like i watched the wire like march or april when the pandemic happened this year mm -hmm. um so i watched the wire and the sopranos back to back i was like i gotta watch these all-time greats for this year because uh, <laughs> it was when i had all this time and i was like because you did wire and then sopranos right i did the wire and then the sopranos yep. yeah and i i loved the wire i was obsessed with it and i was like there's no way the sopranos is going to be as good and then i liked it even more mm -hmm. but uh anyway sorry this, this is a wire podcast we did sopranos last time so we should focus more on the wire but what were you gonna so, say right after finishing the wire was it already in your top two that and better call saw like right after um right after i finished the wire it was probably it was like on par with breaking bad like they were equals yep. for me i didn't yep. have it ahead i was just like that show was as I think I by the as time consistent. I finished yeah by the time I finished the wire I probably was more attached to Breaking Bad but the more I thought about the wire I was like this is a smarter show like it's better like it, yep. it's actually like it the more I thought about it I was just blown away by like how perfect it is if I had the same sense. thought when I watched it in high school I finished it I'm like yeah that's higher quality than Breaking Bad so that's yeah, like a smarter yeah. more sophisticated show yeah for, like the amount of things they cover in the wire is insane like it's, it's the smartest it's, thing ever written like it really is yeah the, the amount of detail that goes into the language they use like the terminology they use just like everything yeah. is fucking insane yeah and like just the level of realism holy fuck like it's just it blew me away like this came out in 02 like it's insane mm -hmm. how long ago. like we talk about obviously sopranos came out in 99 but like 
the wire feels more real because like it's like these are fucking people like yep. like just like and i remember reading that when i finished they used a lot of just real like they used a lot of non-actors like just mm-hmm. citizens of baltimore and like mm-hmm. you can see how that added to it and the amount of research they did we'll get into this later like when i stuff i read after i finished like how okay. much how much effort they went into making this feel real because it's insane how real it feels but yeah Dave- I, David Simon, he isn't a TV writer. He he's a journalist. I'm yeah. pretty sure. And he worked for the Baltimore paper. Like he worked, he was a journalist mm-hmm. in Baltimore doing police stuff, like reporting on police stories. So like that's that where that's where the realism comes from. And his buddy was a, a cop. Like he was a cop in Baltimore. So like mm-hmm. and his Ed, I think Ed Burns. Ed Burns. That's his. I almost yep, called him Ed, Ed Simon because it's David <laughs> Simon. David yeah. Simon and Ed Burns. So Ed Burns was a police officer in Baltimore, and he was a newspaper reporter involved so like that's all you need to know that shows you ed has written a few crime books if i'm correct yeah i think you're right they wrote he wrote books yep yep anyways enough fanboying over the behind the scenes stuff let's get into the spoilers so yeah what what are your season rankings for the wire yeah so this is like okay so the top three seasons of the wire (laughs) i can't say one specifically better than the other but the three best seasons are all on the same level in my opinion so i'm gonna go uh one four three Two five. One four three two five. You have one at the best. Yeah, because wow. that's because that's like. Do you know how you were just saying like it's the most realistic show ever? Yeah. This is where I felt like the setting and realism was at its best. It felt the most raw because you're just thrown into the show. You're thrown into the setting, and kind of like by seasons two, three, four, you're used to the setting. You're used to these characters. But in season one, I was so immersed like I had never been before. Like, I think it's probably my fa- favorite first season of a show, like, ever, easily. Yeah, that's interesting to hear because I love season one a lot. But it's like, not my favorite. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, one and four are pretty much tied for me. And then I think three is, like, arguably the best plotted. And then there's, like, so those are, like, the three best one, yeah. four, and three are like all works of that's art. Like that's like a tie for you kind of thing. That's like yeah. peak the wire, peak television. And then yeah. like barely behind is the super underrated season two. It's yeah. not the worst season. I agree season two is underrated. It's great. Yeah. Like I don't think the gap between one and two is even that big. I have one yeah. at number one, two at number four, but I don't think the gap is that big at all. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry to repeat, your order was one, four, three, two, five. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So my order, I have the same bottom two. I have two and five as my mm-hmm. four and five, but I have... My rankings are three, four, one, two, five. So that I've, makes perfect uh, yeah. sense. Too. And I agree. I agree. I disagree with you slightly. Like, I agree. I say, for me, the tie between, like, I couldn't pick which one was better was three and four. Like, seasons mm. three and four are 100% equals. Like, I right. could not pick which one was number one. I went with three, but, like, season four is just as good. Like, they're both perfect television. So yeah. that's where it's, like, peak TV, best seasons of all time. For me, it's seasons three and four of The Wire. And season one is slightly behind, but like not far. Like I still understand yep. what you mean by they go together, but I would put season one just like slightly behind by a hair. Cause there's yeah. just, there's certain high moments in three and four that are just impossible. To, those are the, like, it's, yeah. it does, you can't get close to those. I'm sorry. Like, like season one's great. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Like season one is just like, it's a, like a preference of style type of thing. That's fair enough. Cause I agree with you on the whole, like, in terms of the realism, being blown away by the realism was the yeah. most in season one. I agree. You're just thrown into the set and you're like, holy fuck, yeah. I'm immersed. And the, the fact that it's like from so long ago, you can tell the cameras are older. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. aspect ratio was weird. And like, it just felt like, honestly, like they just put You didn't watch in a, the three mastered version? I, I, maybe I did. I don't know. It just felt like you could tell it was older. Like Documentary I did, style. Yeah. Kinda. Like yeah. that's what it was. It was documentary style. Like I didn't, I watched it on HBO, like, like on HBO Go. But like at the same time, it just yeah. felt 
the camera quality felt weird weirder i guess i don't know at the I'm same not time a tech person but it looks pretty good though at the same time not in a like the grainy documentary style it wasn't bad it still mm-hmm. looked like i don't know it was like maybe, cinematic kind of stuff yeah maybe i'm missing something there but yeah i just i agree with you season one it literally felt like there's put cameras in a police department like it's insane no, how real it was you're, you're right about the aspect ratio though because that's how the wire used to air like it it aired with like the two black uh rectangles. Yeah, 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 yeah. The aspects ratio was off, but they remastered it like four years ago. I had watched it like right after they remastered it. Yeah, you know what? Like I think I did. I think I did watch the remastered version, so it was full screen. But it just you, it still you pro- felt. You, you probably seen clips of the aspect ratio. That's probably from what it was. back when it aired. Yeah, so I that's an interesting point that you make though. That one is your favorite because of because it like blew you away in that way. Like that's interesting. Yep. But um, yeah, it's just the high moments of three and four are too good. But I love season one so much. And like two is underrated. You're right. Five, we both have as the weakest. Just because like, why do you have five at the bottom? Um, it felt like it lost. So like, this is like a really detail oriented than like layered show. Like season five, like feel like it lost that like, level of detail a little bit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. It was There's pretty one... entertaining, though. Season 5 was actually pretty Oh, it's still great. And I, I honestly love the finale. But in my opinion, um, this is what it was. So the, we haven't talked about how, like, the wire changes every season, right? So the, right. A, big, a big reason why season 2, you, you said it's underrated. Like, a lot of people hate season 2. is because mm-hmm. it feels so different. Like, because mm-hmm. it's about a bunch of white guys on the docks. And, like, mm-hmm. people uh, weren't ready for that. Like, they thought, oh, it's just a drugs and cops show. Drugs and cops, drugs and cops. Like, that season 1 is all about drug dealers and cops. And yep. then season 2, it's like these random middle-class dock workers. So that's why people don't like season two. So the reason I don't like season five is because I didn't like the journalism stuff that much. I thought the journalism stuff wasn't as interesting as all the other seasons. That's probably the main reason I don't like like it. Yeah. I just kind of explained another reason I didn't like it. But like the new thing they introduce each season, it just, it was always so good. Whereas with the journalism, it just wasn't quite as good. It wasn't bad. But it wasn't, like, I remember they introduced politics, and I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. They introduced education. I fucking love the kids and all that stuff. They introduced, mm-hmm. even the dock workers, it grew on me a lot. I was like, that yep. shit's interesting. The Sabaka family is, like, really fun to watch. Yeah, the Sabakas were great. But, like, with Five, it just didn't have as, like, the journalism was good, but it didn't have that level of, like, holy shit, this is awesome with the other stuff. And you know David Simon was probably, he was yeah. so, he was probably so excited to do that final season. Yeah. I'm not this, saying this, it's bad. It's still really good. It's not, it's, yeah, it's, it's not. Really good. Like, I enjoyed that character, Gus or whatever, like, the, that reporter yep. guy. Like, yep. he was a great character. But it just, it just wasn't as, like, holy shit, all the levels of detail and interest and investment. Of the One thing, in season five's defense, a lot of people didn't like the, the fake McNulty serial killer storyline. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mind unre- Yeah, everyone says it's too unrealistic. It's not in the wire's character to do that. I thought it was shit like that happens all the time. Yeah, I, that's I would something say, a Cap would do. I would say if you're going on levels of realism in the wire, I think people are right. Like it's a people, lower people are right. It's not quite as realistic, but the reason why it doesn't bother me is thematically it works perfectly. Like what is the whole like season one? They introduced this idea that like people who want to do honest police work, like the good detectives, like McNulty, who even though he's a mess. He honestly, can't be a bureaucrat, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Even though he, even though he's a mess, he's trying to do good work, and he's being stopped by the system. All the, like, the system is saying, "Fuck, we can't do this. We just need stats. All this shit." So I like this theme that in season five, McNulty's attitude is just "Fuck it, fuck it. We're gonna make up all this shit so that they give me the resources to do good work." And like, so I like it thematically. It works. It's like he's literally staging murders and making yep. up a killer just so that they give him more money so he can do the real work. So it's like. I like that his character arc went there where he's like, fuck it. But 
in terms of realism, bureaucracy, I'm cutting corners. I'm fucking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Saul Goodman police style. Like, yep. <laughs> I'm finding yes. ways, I'm finding ways around it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's, yeah, I like that, but you're, but people have a point in terms of realism. The fact that it becomes so huge is feels a little weird. Like that, this whole serial killer thing becomes this huge story. But honestly, you're right. Like fucking David Simon knows this shit. Maybe that's a real thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I trust David Simon. I'm sure he's, and a lot of the details from the wire, a lot of the characters are based off like real people he's met in real yeah, life. Tons of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably something that happened. Someone made up a murder, like some cop went crazy and made up some murder. Like, I feel like that could happen, honestly. Yeah. Um, but it just works so well for the show thematically that it doesn't bother me at all, uh, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's enough for season rankings. Um, so just a quick disclaimer. Um, <laughs> so two things. First of all, we're going to do episode rankings and character rankings, but these are going to be a little different. First of all, um, we're going to do top five episodes for The Wire just because uh, it, every season is structured pretty similarly where like it just slowly builds and builds and builds. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'd meet anyone out there who their favorite episode would be in the first half of the season. Cause like every season it's the second half where it's like, it's finally got to that climax. So like episode rankings just aren't as exciting. So for this, we're going to do only five for top five episodes, but for characters, we're going to go 10 because there's so many good characters. So we're just changing up the format a little bit. And also I should mention, uh, this is the first time we're doing a deep dive where neither of us have rewatched it. Right. Mm -hmm. Correct. yeah, so that's important to note because every other show we've done a deep dive on, we both have rewatched it, so we know it like really well. Whereas mm-hmm. The Wire, neither of us have rewatched it yet. So I just want to make it clear the details probably won't be as good for this. Like, I don't think we're going to remember things as well because we haven't rewatched it yet. It'll be fun though. Things are just going to start coming back to me. It'll be yeah. a blast from the it's past. Gonna, this, this deep dive will be, it'll be a reason to do a rewatch. It's going to make us exactly. want to rewatch it instead mm-hmm. of like, oh, I've already rewatched it. I can say all this shit. It's like, oh, I want to know more about this. I should rewatch it now. Yeah. Yep. I fully admit there are things I do not know about the wire. And I yeah. think once I do know all those things, yeah. I'm going to love it even more. Oh, there's probably so many details I missed that are just like it. Be- this show begs a rewatch and I can't wait to rewatch it. I'm like a hundred percent sure I will rewatch this show at some point. Like it's, it's Definitely. It begs a rewatch. Um, so yeah, let's get into the top five episodes. So what are your top five episodes? So we'll alternate, correct? Yeah. Sorry. We're going to alternate. So what's your number five? I meant. Yeah, so, so at number five, uh, you, you mentioned how most of our episodes are going to be near the end of the season. Yeah. This is actually one of the few that's actually in the middle of the season. Okay. Uh, season two, episode six, Oh prologue. Yeah. Uh, comes in at number five. This, the two biggest things, uh, it's the Omar versus uh, Levi in court Fuck where he shows great. up with the tie. He's wearing yeah. normal clothes, but he shows up yeah. at the tie. I thought that was like one of the better court, one of the more underrated court scenes I've seen in a show. Yeah, that's a great um, scene. Yeah. And then um, D'Angelo dies this episode. That episode ends with him uh, being hung. And that's where the show became really realistic. It was already re- realistic at that point, but like just killing a character off like that with no buildup, just very yeah. lifelike. Yeah. yeah, it is very light. There's no buildup. Happens in episode six. And he was like a main character of season yep. one. He was so mm-hmm. important in season one. And then two, he's just in jail. Off and yeah, like that. They just off him. Yeah, that's that's a good episode. Um, so I'll just, I just realized you didn't have any honorable mentions, right? I did not. Yeah, yeah you so, go ahead and list yours. Though. Yeah, because yep. that's, that's one of my honorable mentions. <laughs> oh, nice. all, all prologue season two, episode six. It's an honorable mention for me. And the exact same reasons, those two scenes. <laughs> yep. Nice. Omar in court. I just got to add to the Omar in court is um, I love how like chill he is. Like some people would be like nervous to be on the stand. Omar's yeah. just like sitting. He's having a good time. He's like, he doesn't give a like, fuck. What the fuck are you going to do? Like, he's just so comfortable in the, uh, being like having to testify. He's so comfortable. It's so funny. There's um, no better way to spend his time. He's just chilling yeah. in court. It's and just then also, day. I got to mention the mic drop line he has. 
um, where he goes, you have the briefcase. I have the shotgun. You have the briefcase. All in the game, though, right? All in the game. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like, so I guess, uh, is, what's, what's his name? Levi or Levy? I can't even uh, remember. The lawyer. I almost said Levy, too, but I'm like, nah, it's got to be Levi, right? I it think it's might- Levy. I honestly don't know. But I just love his face. His face when Omar accuses him is so shook. funny. He's just shook. He's like, what? Um, there's another Saul, Go- Saul Goodman reference. He, Levi, Levy is like the Saul Goodman of the universe, right? He's just helping yep. these drug dealers. <laughs> I've said that before. <laughs> yeah, I've commented yeah. that before on yeah. a video. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, sorry. So honorable mentions. I have two more. So I had uh, all prologue, season two, episode six. I have, um, I have Bad Dreams, season two, episode 11. Is an honorable mention. This is the one where Sabaka Frank. dies. Frank yep. Sabaka dies at the end. That's a... Uh, I just really loved the way season two built because I was on the same page as most people. Like the first half of season two is weird because you're like, you, you miss McNulty being a detective. He's like on a boat and shit. And you're just like, this is weird. Like all these new characters, but just the way the Sabatkas grow over the season, like Frank becomes such a good character. So it's quite the gut punch, man. Like when you realize he's, they find his body and you, you know, he's fucked when he won't give up his son and shit. It's just like, ah, oh, fuck. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just a gut punch. I like that. That'd be in one. my top ten, by the way, because that like that was a gut punch for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that penultimate episode of season two. Good shit. Yep. Um, then this is an honorable mention for me. Hard to leave this off. I have the season three finale, mission accomplished. So that's really the good. one where uh, Barksdale gets arrested, uh, and McNulty's shook because he was little. is about to catch Stringer. Like he finally is going to be able to catch him, uh, and then he yeah. finds his body, and it's like shit. He died before I could catch him. So that episode's probably my number six, by the way. Yeah, season three finale. I have that. Then um, that's it. Yeah, sorry. Those are my honorable mentions. So I had all prologue, season two, episode six, bad dreams, two up, ep- season two, episode eleven, and mission accomplished, season three finale. Those are my honorable mentions. And then my number five. So you actually mentioned how your number five was one in the first half. So my this is my number five is also in the first half actually. So I have Boys of Summer, the season four premiere. Yep. That that's my number five, and the reason I have it is my favorite premiere in the whole show. So like Same. all the out of all the yeah. first episodes of a season, it's my favorite yep. one because most first episodes of a season you're kind of like meh. You're just like okay, we gotta start slow. We gotta introduce new people. This was the only premiere where I was pumped. Like after this episode, I was like, I can't wait to see season four. Cause like yep. they introduce all these kids, all the kids are fucking great. Like all of them. And like, I was just excited to get into education and shit. And like, just the way they start off season four is freaking outstanding. And I'll, when we do top five scenes, I'll the, nail gun, scene, the right? nail gun scene. Yeah. Yeah. The opening to, see, to that episode is outstanding with Snoop. Yeah. So uh, we'll get into that later, but that's why number five is uh, boys of summer season four premiere. Yeah. I completely agree. You're just like, you immediately love all the, love all the characters right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, Number four, uh, I have season one, episode 12, Cleaning Up. This is where um, right. Wallace dies. Um, yeah. Probably my favorite episode of season one, uh, yep. easily. I cried once during The Wire. Well, I teared up once during The Wire. This was the episode that made me tear yeah, up. The Wallace stuff. That's and he, he was my favorite character of season one. I know we'll get into characters later, but he was using my favorite. So I'm like, damn. Yeah. Little really Michael B. Jordan. Little Michael yep. B. Jordan. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like his, yeah. I don't even think I knew it was Michael B. Jordan when I was watching the first season. Yeah, because you watched it in high school. Dude, in high school, when you were in high school, was he even famous yet, Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, like I, knew, I knew who Michael yeah. B. Jordan was. Okay, yeah, because yeah, like for me, yeah, when I was in high school, I don't think he was famous. It was because he became famous later with like, what was his first big thing? Oh, he was in Friday Night Lights, actually. You haven't seen Friday Night Lights, eh? Yeah, I have. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan, that's like the first role I can think of of his. He was really young in Friday Night Lights. But oh, think- sorry, The Wire, obviously, first. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was wire then. I had to, one did Friday Night Lights. Yeah, there. 
it was Friday Night Lights was like 06 to 2011. So that was definitely probably his second, probably his a second next, TV role. His next big thing was, yeah, he did The Wire, then Friday Night Lights. And then now he's fucking huge because he was in Marvel and Creed and all this shit. Creed. But, yep. but yeah. Um, so yeah, you had season one finale at number four, right? Uh, no, penultimate of season one. Um, yeah, sorry. Did, did not the finale. I said the finale. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. So you had episode 12 of season one. Was your yeah. number four? Yeah. Sorry. So my number four is also a season one episode, but a different one. So I have uh, The Cost, season one, episode 10. Great episode. That's, that's my number four. And uh, the reason this is my number four is it, on my first watch, it's like the most emotion I've ever felt and in, in the entire show in terms of like how big of a pit I had in my stomach. Because yeah. as, as you said earlier, The Wire is very slow at the beginning and it's very real. It's like, it's all just people talking. It's a lot of dialogue. You're understanding certain things. It's so smart, but it's very slow moving. And you're just like, where is this going? Where is this going? Everything's coming together. You're getting more invested. And then this episode happens. And it's just a gut punch because, like, it's scary. Dude, I was fucking, like, so shook at that. And the way that ending is, like, edited, it's yeah. so, like, when the gun comes and, like, uh, Greg's gets shot. And it's like, I thought Greg's might die. Like, I was, and, like, the way everyone oh, reacts. You, yeah. That ending just shook me. So, like, I, it just absolutely hooked me. And, like, it showed me the stakes are real, you know? Like, because it's all slow and, like, talking. But it's, like, the work they're doing is so important. And, like one bad move and a police officer dies right so like yep. that's what happens even though she didn't die i like i had a feeling she might because the way the cost ends season one episode 10 it just this is the episode that hooked me i was like i under i understood why this show is one of the best of all time in episode 10 because i was like they built up to this moment so well and like i'm in like it was so scary to watch that happen to her and the, and that la- that last four episode stretch starting with the cost is like one of my favorite stretches of the show easily yeah. I almost had episode 11, the one that comes after. The hunt was five. really good. The hunt, because the aftermath of what happened to Greg's yep. is fantastic. When they're in the hospital. And, and they're McNulty, listening back. And they're listening back, and McNulty throws up. He's, he's listening to the tape of her. He thinks it's his fault. And he throws up. He blames himself. It's, oh, it's, so, it's such and, a gut punch. And it was a really good moment between him and Rawls. And yeah, Rawls, Rawls fucking hates his guts. So Rawls would be the first one to tell him that it is his fault. Yeah. So Rawls comforts him kind of. He's like, yeah. no, it's not that's, your fault. That's a great Rawls scene where he's like, he hates McNulty, but he tells him how it is. He's like. The only oh. moment where Rawls is like. Yeah, he's like, don't fucking blame yourself, man. Yeah, he, he's such a piece of shit. But Rawls is so entertaining, <laughs> too. He's so entertaining. You, McNulty, are a gaping asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the double middle finger. <laughs> like, yeah. So good. Um, okay, so yeah, my number four is the cost. season. Yeah, one, the ending seven. scene's wild. Yeah, yeah. What's your number three? Uh, number three, I have number two and number three was a really big toss-up but number three i have 30 series finale i'll just um, say i have i have the series finale and number three as well we have the same so number three let's, let's talk about the finale then series finale no uh, so, what's it called again 30 30 30 yeah. so when i think of um favorite finales the wire doesn't usually come to mind but it's pretty much like a perfect way to end a show is it yeah thing. oh i think it's up there and t- it's probably in my i don't know top five but like it's up there for best series finales i think it usually, it's phenomenal like, it really is. It just doesn't come to mind when I think about it because, like, I I've only seen the show once. I usually don't think of yeah the wires. The first thing when I think of best series finales, but it should be up there. It's actually pretty damn perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 even though season five is the weakest season as a whole, they really recovered in the last three episodes. I'd say like the last three yeah. episodes are some of the best of the whole show, and yeah, especially like, the series finale for like, like eight through ten. Yeah, eight like, nine have- ten. I was just gonna say you have the Omar death scene and like I think it's episode seven or eight of season five, yeah, which eight. is like a, like a, that's a shock. I was like, holy shit, that came out of nowhere. Just His the death way is it, great, by the way. Yeah, it's a great moment. Like the kid who kills him, it's such a perfect way to kill Omar. Such even a wire like death. Yeah, in the moment you're like, what? Like it's, they just killed him like out of nowhere. But like when you think about it, it's perfect. A random kid does it and it comes out of nowhere. Like that's what the wire is all about. It's all about 
circumstances in society where like people are thrown into bad positions. This kid thought he could get something out of it. Boom. Like he just does it out of nowhere. And it's just like, what? Like that's how death happens in these times. Right. Like it's it's brutal. Even though Omar is so awesome. Yeah. That last three episode stretch, this is just kind of like a preface conversation for like for the finale so like the episodes leading up to it i just really was invested in omar's plot uh i thought they wrapped up marlo's story really good in those last few episodes in terms of the series finale he has a great scene where he he's trying to become the stringer right he's like the business guy he's got the suit on and he's not him and it's just not for him he's just like you know what the streets are for me and like i love that they made that clear it's like he wasn't made for this the way stringer thought he could marlo's just like he gives up he's like nope not for me yep and he gets shot when he fights those dudes off. He smells the blood, I think, or he licks it. He, he yeah. just like he like loves the violence. He that's just, that's his shit. He loves it. Yeah. He's he's a street guy. Yeah. He's like the Avon, but we'll get into those guys later. Yep. Um but I also yep. my, one of my favorite I think the best part of the series finale is the last montage. Yeah. Like, I'm a, like the montages in the this is how I knew because like not this to bring up itself. Yeah, not not to not to bring this up again, but you said I remember a big reason why you said um the wire wasn't in your top 10 was because like you weren't as invested quite as much, like in terms of like investment, isn't that part of it? Or maybe uh, I'm just making that up. <laughs> no, I would say that's right to an ex- Cause I was invested in the characters. Yeah. I think it's just the timing of, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. To maybe, say. maybe it is just the timing. That's, that's an honest answer, man. You watched it too long ago and you think I it would make your top 10 if you rewatched it. Like, and I watched other shows more recently, more yeah. fresh in my head. Yeah. But I'm going to say this is why, the montages that they do at the end of every season showed me that I cared because like the show, there's so many things going on and it's, it's like awesome. a recap of the season almost. It, 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 and it show and it doesn't even do that much. It just shows you the characters and where they're at. And you're, you're just, you get them. You don't like get, I didn't full on tear up, but like I get emotional during every montage at yep. the end of every season. Cause it's like they capped off their story. Well, and like, this is where they're at at this point. And those montages and the best one is the one in this episode, the way they cap off the show and this final montage in the series finale is perfect because not only do they show characters, the second half, they just show random people. So like, yep. remember, I remember I said in our top 10 The episodes, main character was Baltimore. They did a montage of Baltimore. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're just showing citizens of Baltimore. This is our city. And this is how we end the show. It's like, this is Baltimore. We showed you Baltimore. So they wrap up the characters in the first half of the montage. Then they wrap up the main character in the second half, which is like this city. And then also McNulty in the car. Yeah, just looking, McNulty. McNulty just looking. It's just a perfect ending to a perfect show. Like, I love that final montage. So and like you said, I think I heard you say something about a cycle. Yeah, like the cycle repeats itself. So yeah. like Dookie, he's pretty much the next Bubbles. Yeah, uh, that's one of the saddest Michael. moments in the whole show. Yeah. I love Dookie in season Dookie's four. Dookie's storyline is, he's oh. my favorite at the Corner Boys, I think. Him yeah. and Randy. And Randy's great too. Yeah, the fact that Dookie becomes Bubbles, he becomes and the Naaman. And Naaman. Dude, awesome. they're all great. They're all good. They're so good. The performances yeah. are great too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, Michael the becomes the next Omar. I fucking love Michael too. Yeah, Shit. Michael. <laughs> he becomes the next Omar. He sticks up. And then, oh, it's so good. Oh, I know one. Slim Charles. Slim Charles becomes the next stringer. Oh, great. He becomes the next stringer because he does a business deal with the Greek. Yeah. yeah. Slim's fucking awesome, dude. Slim's awesome. There's so many good characters. I um, love that moment between this isn't one of my favorite scenes, but I love I don't know if you remember that moment. Do you remember Cuddy? Yeah, Cuddy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so Cuddy's trying to get back in the game. So him and Slim go to kill these two kids. Slim pops the first guy, and then Cuddy goes to kill the other guy. But he doesn't have a he doesn't have it in him anymore. Right. He doesn't do it. Sl- 
Slim sees that, but he doesn't call Cuddy out on it. He's like, oh, damn, he must have gotten away. He didn't want to, like, call yeah. Cuddy out and make him feel yeah. bad. Yeah, that's the, one of those. That's one of those moments where I'm like, Slim's a good dude. He, well, he's not a good dude, obviously. They, but I know he, what you mean. He's got a bit of a conscience, sort of. Like he wants, yeah. he doesn't want to call out his guy. Yeah. 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 He's understanding that, like, hey, this life is, like, some people would be mad. Slim understands this life isn't for everybody. You don't have to kill someone. Like, that's I understand yeah. if you don't want to kill someone. Completely agree. Yeah, that's a, that's some good shit. Um, yeah. So yeah, basically that's enough on the series finale. Just I agree with you though. The strongest part of that montage at the end, I talked about how awesome it is that they show like Baltimore, but like it's also the cycle repeating itself. That's literally yep. the whole theme of the show. Is like the game stays the same, but the players change. Like it's just it's just cycle and it repeats itself. Yep. All these young guys, they form all the people that we've been watching. It keeps going because the system is so flawed that it just keeps going. Yeah, so many things are like so many things happen in the show where like this is pointless. The system is like you can't escape from this. Like it's yeah. fucked. Exactly. Yeah a really cynical ending but at the same time just a, a really uh true yeah. to life oh ending. one thing i forgot to say so you just had said how cynical it is but one yep. of the most one of the most hopeful moments that really warms my heart is bubbles bubbles comes yep. up the stairs his yep. sister finally lets him have dinner with them that's, yes. one, that's one of the few happy moments happy endings that's one of the few happy endings i'm pretty sure a lot of people hated his sister but i kind of understand like yeah. she's oh. like like he She's probably been robbed by him before. Like, he's oh, probably taken advantage probably, of her. He's probably done so many awful things to her on drugs and, like, been unreliable. And she has a kid. Taking money. To, yeah, like, of course, I understand her. But I know why people hate her, because you like Bubbles. But at the same yeah. time, finally, she gives him a second chance. That's just Bubbles so was understanding, though. He was, he was a good enough dude to understand. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I understand why I have to stay down here. Yeah. But, like, he, he literally cleaned up his act. And yeah. it was really nice to see. And, like, uh, I can't remember, did he give a speech? Or a monologue yeah. in the he series a, finale? He has a speech. I don't know if that's in the series finale. It's, it's about Sherrod. Yeah, Shirad. when he has that, it's in that meeting, right? He goes to a yeah. Narcotics Anonymous meeting, an NA meeting. His sponsor gets him to talk. That's one of the most emotional moments in the whole show. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I can't wait to talk about favorite characters. Man. Fuck. Yes, um, I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah, okay. So top two, what are your, what's your number two? So number two is final grades. Um, speaking of bubbles, this was the most heartbreaking bubbles moment where he like tries to hang himself. Yeah, that's heavy shit. That's heavy and I thought shit. The, I thought it was really well edited. It was like him and Jay in the fucking interrogation room. Yeah. Jay walks out and you kind of have it in the back of your mind. Like this, something's not right is going to happen. Yeah. That's going to happen. And Jay um, comes back and you just see his feet dangling from the ceiling. You're like, yeah. oh shit. Such a gut punch. I was just going to say, I also have final grades at number two. I think we might have the exact same top three. What's your number one? Uh, Middle ground from yep. season three. Yeah. So we it's weird that I put, I think middle ground's the high point, so it's weird that I put that at number season three at number three. But middle ground's the best yeah, episode. But we can keep talking about final grades. I just think it's really funny. Our top three are the exact same order, the exact same episodes. <laughs> it was with Mr. Robot too. The last show we did. Was it the same order too? Yeah, runtime air, hello Elliot, then proxy. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, we have such similar taste. Fuck. That's fucking insane. <laughs> it's so funny, but it's also annoying, but it's also funny and awesome at the same time. It's like I wanted to be. I wanted to be like a mix for like yeah, sake, for sake of conversation. We should be debating, but it's like nope, we're just gonna go point point. I agree, I agree. But who cares, man? We lo- we love the shit for them. We're not gonna. At least we're being honest. We're not yeah, bullshitting, right? Like, exactly. Just, these are our favorites. A lot of people agree sometimes, right? So. Yep. So final grades. Yeah, final grades. So we You're talked about the, the bubbles scene. hanging. Great yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, just the way they wrap up season four, it's it's the most emotional episode for me, almost in the whole show. I might have said that before, but like it's one of the most. Yeah. Just, just you miss these kids, man. Like the way it's it the ends, most it's emotional like, season to me as yeah. a whole. Yeah, it is, and like the way Namond goes to Bunny, like Bunny gets Namond at his, and he's on the porch and shit. It's just yep. so good. Oh, one of my favorite parts of the season four finale is Bodie. 
Bodhi's ending. Oh, he, di- he dies that episode. So one of one of my favorite. Actually, I'll talk about this in favorite scenes. But yeah, Bo- Bodhi dies. There's a him and McNulty. Him, him and McNulty. McNulty. Him and McNulty. You nailed it. This That's could the- be number one, dude. This yeah. could be number oh, one. Oh, I was considering. I'm surprised we put the same order for our top two. I was considering putting final grades at one, but yeah, middle middle ground. We'll talk about after. But yeah, like that ending for Bodhi and the scene with McNulty where he talks about. That's I love that scene because they're the same, right? Like McNulty. And just Bodhi, two different sides of the two different yep. sides but they're both soldiers right yep. they're soldiers on different sides and it's like they relate to each other mcnulty sees himself in Bodhi, and Bodhi's just so frustrated and he's like I, i'm fed up with marlo like i gotta do something and he's like i'll never snitch on my guys but like i gotta do something we're like fucking we're like pawns on the chessboard that's a callback to season to one. season one that's yep. a great scene with d'angelo like the pawns are just the pawns stay the pawns the king stays the king or whatever the fuck he says it's so like the good. game and then he says the game is rigged perfect follow-up line the game is rigged yeah it's just so good oh and then and then obviously Bodie dies the next scene and it's hard right and mcnulty's so shaken up and like it's so good yeah Bodie's like i ain't stink i ain't gonna leave my corner whatever the fuck he says it's just fucking great stuff final grades is awesome I think uh, Randy's. He, I think Randy gets put in this fucking boys' home. Right. That's a rock. And Carver. It's, I like Carver's arc, man. Carver yeah. is such a. He's kind of a piece of shit with Herc for the first half of the show, but he starts to grow and Bunny's influence over him, and he's like, I gotta. He actually tries so hard to find a way out of this for Randy, and then yeah. it just doesn't work out. And Carver's so mad at himself, and like, dude, the way he his arc is great. So many good characters have good arcs. It's insane. Carver's arc. Him and Randy's relationship. Yep. Uh, okay, so middle ground, you ready to talk about it? We have the same number one? Middle ground is number one. <laughs> yeah, so for me, I had season three at number one. And this was the reason I was debating so much. What do I like more, season three or four, season three or four? They're both perfect. But I put three at number one because my favorite relationship in the whole show is Avon Barksdale and Stringer Bell. It's the, be- it's the best part of the whole show, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Like, if I had to pick one storyline, as much as I love the kids and the education, just Avon and Stringer is just something special about that. Like, I just... And this that, is the climax of them, is this episode, Middle Ground. It's perfect. And that's what I said when I ranked my seasons. I was the most invested in one and four. One and four pretty much tied. But three is the most well-plotted, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The Avon and Stringer story is the most well-plotted. Yeah. And this it, is the perfect climax to that story. Yeah, it's the most well-plotted, and it's the, most, it's the one I was most intrigued by. Like, if, if there's yeah. any two characters in a scene with dialogue the most intrigued I am and the most like, holy shit, this is awesome. It's Avon and Stringer. Like I was just glued to the screen anytime they're on a scene together. Like their dialogue's insane this whole season. And I'm sure you'll probably agree with me. Do you think the best scene, obviously Stringer's death is insane. Um, oh fuck. The intro scene of, of this episode is great too. Omar and brother Mazone. Oh shit. That's a great scene. I forgot about that, but I was yeah. going to say the best scene, we can go back to that. We can talk about other aspects of the episode, but the best scene of the episode for me is the final conversation between uh, Avon and Stringer on the, the rooftop. Balcony, on the rooftop. rooftop. Yep. They reminisce uh, back on their times as kids when they grew I, up. Like, I love the scene so much that I don't give a shit. I'll just spoil it. That's in my top five scenes. <laughs> yeah. That's in my top five scenes of the whole yeah. show. It's, it's the best I agree. scene. I it think is, it's actually it the best scene too. in the whole show. Probably. It's, just, it's because it's, show, it's the wire at its best, right? Because this is what, one reason I love Better Call Saul, too. Sorry for another reference of all these no, other things. But I, like, I love scenes where there's on the surface and there's below the surface, right? So there's like two levels to a scene. There's on the surface, which is just what's happening. So like, it's just these two people talking. Good shit. But what makes a show great is when there's stuff under the surface that you think about that adds a new layer to it, right? So this scene is perfect because The Wire does both surfaces well the entire show. It's perfect. So you have above the surface, it's just, they're just reminiscing. They're like, oh, yep. we had a great childhood. They obviously were childhood friends. They, get, they got into the game together. They're close. 
They're just reminiscing on their childhood and it's deep. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the under the surface part is you realize they're betraying each other. Like they're both yep. going to go through with betraying each other. And that just adds a new level. Because like there's even a look that Avon has when Stringer walks away. You can, you can tell in his head, he's like, that was like my eulogy for Stringer Bell. You know, it's like, yeah. that's the last time I'm going to see him. And like yeah. we, re- we reminisced. And then also he doesn't realize he got betrayed too. That's what's so perfect. It's fucking perfect. Yeah. Uh, we're, I think Stringer maybe got a little suspicious, but he wasn't for sure. Yeah. Avon had no idea. Oh, Avon. Avon had an eye. Avon had a clue too. Really? Yeah. They both they did, knew they that didn't, they, were... they didn't know, but they, it was like, kind of like, see, I don't even know, to be honest. I thought they were both in that scene. What... I thought that that's the purpose of that scene was like Stringer was like saying bye to Avon. Cause he's like, I got you. You're going to jail. Like he arranged that whole thing. And then Avon saying bye to Stringer. Like he knows he gave him up to Omar and like, they're just saying, but I thought they were each saying bye to each other thinking the other was done. I didn't know they were both worried about themselves too oh maybe not because the only reason i thought that is when uh avon asked stringer he's like so what time is the meet i thought he was maybe a little suspicious and yeah. stringer doesn't have an answer right away because he's like he's bullshitting he's like maybe uh, you're right yeah uh, they're, 12 they're both and, like, pretty avon, smart, avon, so. avon kind of knows that stringer's like not telling the full truth yeah they're both really smart so maybe you're right they were suspicious but i i, I just like the interpretation of like you're still you're still right about that being under the surface though like that's yeah. like oh yeah what's yeah, being yeah. undiscussed that's yeah. what's like really yeah. happening yeah exactly and just like oh that that scene is the wire at its best it's like two when guys say, us so man many... when they say us motherfucker and they hug yeah oh man and it's like look at all the mu- like look at where we are now like this deck and then like the badminton game and shit and they're laughing and it's just perfect it's perfect yeah yeah Anything else from that episode? Uh, uh, you said something about the opening. Brother oh, yeah, the, and Omar. Like, in the, uh, they're in an alley, right? A laneway yeah. or some shit? Yeah, that's a good I don't, scene. I don't remember the exact dialogue, but I just yeah. remember it was really It's like good. their team up. Yeah, I can't remember the dialogue either, but it's good yeah. shit. Obviously, some wire diehards would know that, but sorry, guys. Like We've only seen original... it <laughs> Yep, sorry about that. Yeah. He's like the original Gus Fring, kind of. Brother Muzone. I've yeah. always thought of him as the original I, Gus Fring. I think you're right. I think Vince Gilligan might have been inspired by Brother Muzone just because of how like cold and calculated he is and like the, the suit and like the how suit, fancy. The glasses. You're right, dude. I, I think I had that vibe when I, I you Same. literally just read my mind. The first episode Brother Muzone showed up and like, I was like, this is like Gus Fring. This reminds me of Gus Fring yep. and it exactly Same is. Thought. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's enough episodes. So we had the top, same top three. What was your number five and four? Because that was, those were different. Yeah, I had, I'll, we'll just do a recap because we should do a recap yeah, anyways. Just do a recap of your top five. Go for it. So at number five, I have all prologue. Uh, number four, I have uh, cleaning up. Number three, I have series finale. Number two, I have final grades, one middle ground. Yeah. So my number five was Boys of Summer, season four premiere. My number four was The Cost, season one, episode 10. And then number three was the series finale. Number four, yep. final grades. Number one, middle ground. So yeah, very similar. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be the best part of this podcast is we're going to do characters now because the best this part of the usually... show is the characters. Yep. The episodes isn't that interesting. So characters, I honestly think we could have done a top 50, but that would be insane. So we're not yep. going to do a top 50. This show has the quality where you, we could literally do a top 50 characters. That's how good it is. But uh, we're going to do top 10s with honorable mentions. So we'll see how, how many we can mention because I'll just say it right now, apologies to wired diehard fans we're gonna we're gonna leave out some characters it's just it happens there's yep. too many so we're gonna forget some people so sorry but <laughs> we'll do our best we're gonna do top tens plus honorable mentions so yeah let's do it i'm sure some characters that aren't even in our honorable mentions are gonna get brought up somehow we're gonna be like oh this character is great too probably towards the end of the podcast towards like, the shit, end we for- shit we forgot to mention him shit we forgot to mention her <laughs> like, yep yeah. exactly yeah yeah 
But go um, for your honorable mentions, man. So honorable mentions. So let me count. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got nine honorable mentions. Um, I have around the same, like nine or ten. Yeah. Okay. So I have uh, this is controversial. I have Lester as an honorable mention. Lester Freeman. Les- Lester Freeman's an honorable mention. He's one of the. He's like one of the top ten best characters. Just in terms of like, he's such a genius. Like the way he solves the case in season five is insane. I'm I'm not going to spend yeah. too much time on these characters. Yeah. Yeah, Lester. there's too many that we can't talk about every one for five minutes, so I fair enough, yeah. But you have yep. Lester as an honorable mention. Cool. Yep. Lester, uh, Bunk, love his relationship with Jimmy. Um, yep. Uh, Slim, one of the best. He's Out of all these characters, he's the most minor character, but he's just so cool. Like yeah. Slim a lot. Um, Carcaddy. Yep. Uh, Jay Landsman. He's the yep. big dude. Um, Frank and Nick Sabaka. There are probably both. If they were there for the whole show, they might be top ten. I fucking love their story in season two. Yeah, but yeah. They just they're just like, in one season. Yeah. Right. Although, isn't there? A, there's a scene later with Nick, isn't there? Isn't Nick I think he shows up later like, Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah, they're the in board. one season, pretty much. Is this yeah, season yeah. five? Four or five, I think. I can't remember which one. Yeah, maybe. Might four. be five. Yeah. Wasn't Carcetti there? Wasn't like Carcetti doing something? Yeah, there? yeah. I think he was in the audience of like some speech or something. Nick. It had to be season like, four. I think it was during his campaign. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, but yeah, good honorable mentions there. Yeah. Uh, then um, Randy and Michael. Yep, that's it. Randy Those and Michael. Your, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Some of your honorable mentions I don't have at all. Some of them are my honorable mentions too, and then some of them are in my top ten. So it's a nice variety here. So yep. I'll just go through all of my honorable mentions. I have like nine or ten as well. So I have D'Angelo Barksdale as an honorable mention. Uh, I love D'Angelo. Like he was my favorite character in season one, almost. Like arguably, he was my favorite in season one. Dude. Um, I told myself I was going to put him as an honorable mention, but I didn't. But he's in an honorable mention for me. I told yeah, myself dude, I was honestly, going to. Honestly, there's so many characters in this show. I could probably, like, all the ones you had that I don't are probably honorable mentions for me too, but it's just going to take too long. But I get what you mean. You wanted to have him. Yeah. Um, I, ch- I cheated on this honorable mention. I just have kids of season four. <laughs> so Naimond, Michael, Randy, and Dookie. They're all honorable mentions for me. I loved all four of them. I think they're yep. all great. Um, this is an honorable mention for me. Underrated character. Prez, Prez Belusky. Um, I I think he has one of the best character arcs in the whole show. Like, Mm -hmm. because he's kind of a piece of shit at the beginning. Uh, Like he beat, he punches that kid in the face and like, he's just an over the top cop. He's always bad in the field. Cause actually later on that happens. He overreacts and he shoots someone. I forget. He kills a cop. Kills a cop, right. Right. But, um, but I love his relationship with Lester because Lester takes him under his wing and, and he starts to get invested in like all the pagers and the, and the wiretaps. And he starts to like learn his shit. And he starts to be an effective cop, like working with Lester. And then obviously season four is his peak. He's outstanding in season four. As a teacher, he genuinely cares about these kids. And he's just, he's a great character that grows on me. And I, I really, I enjoy him so much in season four. So he's one of my honorable mentions. Yep. Um, next honorable mention is Greg's, Kima Greg's. Great, mm-hmm. great character for me. I just thought she was great. She had a really good plot. Um, I like her relationship with like all the cops there, like McNulty, Bunk. Like she just has a good relationship with all of them. Very enjoyable character. Mm-hmm. Uh, next honorable mention, Prop Joe. I love Prop, Prop Joe. Joe. Prop I, didn't, I didn't like Prop Joe as much for some reason. I, I didn't get yeah. too interested in him. Yeah. I, I, I know I he's a fan love, favorite, though. Yeah, I loved his presence. He just has a great presence, Prop Joe. I love the scene where he's like the mediator. Do you remember that? He's like the mediator between Omar and Stringer. Yeah. They meet in like the open. And yeah. Prop Joe's like, he's just, like <laughs> there to make sure. Like, that was open. season one, right? One or two. One or two. Maybe it might have been two. Yeah. Might have been two. Might, one might one of those. I can't remember exactly. But yeah, that. I just love Prop Joe whenever he shows up. He's just, and also when he fixes the clock for Omar that one time, he's mm-hmm. like fixing his clock, even though they're doing business and shit. He's just an enjoyable guy. I was sad when Prop Joe dies. He dies in season five, I think. 
I love his accent. Him and Snoop yeah. have by far the strongest Baltimore oh, accent. Oh, they're the best. Yeah, yeah. Snoop, um, not, Snoop's is a little stronger, but Bal- yeah. Pop Joe's is pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after Prop Joe, next honorable mention, I have Marlo. So Marlo didn't make my top 10. Oh, uh, fuck. You forgot him too. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like top 12, dude. That dude, not top 10. See, so yeah, I have Marlo as an honorable mention. Some people would have him in the top 10 because they think he's a great villain. But I loved Marlo in seasons three and four. I don't know why, but in season five, I kind of got sick of him. Like he was just, there's just a lot of Marlo and like, he's really intimidating and he's a great villain, but he's just mm-hmm. not quite enough to make my top 10, but great villain. Right. Um, next one I have is Bodhi. I already talked about how much I love Bodhi in the season four finale, but Bodhi's an honorable mention for me. I expected you to have him in your top 10, actually. Yeah, I, he was close. He's probably my number 11. He was yeah. really close to making my top 10. Yeah. Um, then I have Carcetti. That's one who you had, right? Carcetti. Yep obviously the actor helps like the fact that it was Littlefinger in Baltimore was really funny because just like he talks so weird as Littlefinger and then he's just completely normal and and he's just a great character too I'm not just saying because he was Littlefinger great character I liked all the political stuff that's what made me like more interested in his character off the bat yeah off the bat it helps you're like oh shit Littlefinger doing a new thing like it's it's interesting if you didn't know you'd be like okay some random character that's just got introduced yeah. but but he becomes great like he has a lot of focus yeah. and all the political stuff like he's a great character his campaigns in season four are really fun to watch yeah exactly um and his guy the guy who drives him around he's in house of cards i forget that actor he passed away recently fuck have you seen uh, house of cards is he a white dude is he bald no no he's not he's uh he's a black guy um oh yeah no, he, he drives him around yeah he's like he or he's a campaign manager maybe he's not his driver he's his campaign manager i think in season four maybe yeah i can't remember exactly but he's i really like that character and his relationship with carcetti is great and then my last honorable mention is frank sabaka so frank sabaka like you said if he was in the whole show he probably would have made it but he's only in one season so mm-hmm. frank sabaka's honorable mention those are all mine it's time to do the top 10 so what do you have hey, do, do we agree fuck ziggy sabaka he's oh fuck shit. ziggy yeah fuck ziggy i agree he's a little shit <laughs> Yeah, fuck Ziggy, so annoying. <laughs> we did all my honorable mentions, so it's time to do your number 10. What do you have at number 10? So at number 10, uh, my favorite of the school kids, Dookie. Uh, he has the most tragic storyline, number 10 for me. I just really liked seeing him in the classroom. He was like one of the kids that actually like, he was kind of quiet. He just did yeah. his homework. He was he actually a, really good at school. Yeah, he had a good relationship with Prez. Like Prez tries to give him clothes and shit, doesn't he? And yep. then like, does, isn't he the one who helps with the computer? There's something with his computer or yeah. something? Yeah, Dookie's yeah. great. I think yeah. that's how... Uh, Prez kind of takes interest in Dookie. He helps yeah. him with something. And then he yeah. sees like, Dookie's really good at math. Yeah. And then um, also Randy was pretty smart too. He was like, I remember they were like selling yeah. candy online. Yeah, Randy. I love that shit. Randy always goes to the lunchroom and shit and sells stuff to people. Yeah, that's the best. So, so David Simon did a really good job like portraying these kids had the potential. It's just their, sur- their surrounding and their setting that doesn't give them as many exactly. opportunities. Exactly. They were all smart in their own ways, right? Yeah, it's just, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Dookie's um, number 10. Um, yeah, it's a good pick. He, he let uh, Prez let Dookie shower at the school, I think. Right. And then they he keeps, did the, doesn't he keep bringing him fresh clothes and stuff? Yeah. He would yeah. take Dookie's home clothes, do his laundry, and then bring him back to school for him. Yeah. Fucking. Great relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But Dookie's like really someone you feel for. Yeah. Set one of the most tragic endings. That last shot of him. Yep. Fuck. So sad. That final um, conversation between him and Prez in season five, he's like... He's like, I'm going. I'm going to apply for school, Mr. President. Don't worry. I just need some money first. Yeah, and then, and then he uses money. uses it on drugs. So such a gut punch, man. So sad. Fuck. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Is that your number? That's your number ten. Yeah. Oh, I talked. About, I talked so much right there. But yeah, Dookie's number ten. Love Dookie. Good. Yeah, my number ten is Snoop. So I, I was gonna put Snoop higher, but it's just, oh, her presence, man. She's not on my list. Or She's you can give her an honorable mention. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, I, yeah, I put she's... Snoop. At, I put Snoop at number ten. Her presence is insane. Like one of the most scary characters, man. Like she's so intimidating and so yeah. entertaining. And like, ah, oh, the way she talks. Like you said, the way she sounds like someone from Baltimore. She's, I think, in terms of casting, she she's literally her character. Like she she was she was very similar. Like that's why the portrayal is so good. Is she's had problems with jail and like in crime, and she's from Baltimore. And she knew what to do. And, like, they found such a real... Like, it's pretty much she's not acting almost. like her She life was arrested is, for murder in real life before exactly, the wire. Yeah. Exactly. Her life is very similar to Snoop. So, like, she didn't really portray a character. Like, that's just a real person. Like, that's how yep. real the wire feels. Is they, they did such a good job of, like, having a balance of, like, actors and just real people. Like, and it's just one of the most real characters in the whole show for me. So even real. Though, even though she's not an actor, if you have enough charisma as a person, you can pull it off. And she was just herself. Yeah. She had the charisma to act. Like, yeah. So it like seems yeah. like it's insane. It's, she's 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 one of the best characters for me. She's number ten. She's just every time she had a scene, I was intrigued by her. One of the best villains. Love her accent. Just very entertaining, very intimidating. And her death is great. When she like such a soldier, she's just like she like asks about her hair or something. Michael kills her in the car. Remember? Yep. She she's like something how, about her she's hair. a soldier. Yeah, how I look. She wasn't yeah. afraid at all. She's like, how do I look, Mike? And then she just takes it. It's like, what a soldier. One of the best soldiers. And like we said, the opening scene to season four. When she gets the, the nail gun. That's one of my favorite scenes is like when she gets the nail gun and like the way she talks to that guy and she gives him a big tip. She's like, you earned that tip like a motherfucker, whatever she yeah. says. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so good. And like, she's so interested in what the guy's saying. And then she just like starts talking and the guy's like kind of confused. He doesn't know what the fuck she's saying. But then she like asks about the price. It's just a perfect scene. I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah. So Snoop. I've rewatched that scene a few times. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great scene to rewatch. What's your number and nine? So number nine. Another tragic character. You probably have this character quite a bit higher. I have Bubbles at number nine. There's so yeah. many good characters, but Bubbles is number nine. I love Bubbles. Um, yeah, just because I, he, uh, Bubbles like, wasn't one of the bigger characters. He was just kind of the side character that you felt for uh, occasionally. His mm -hmm. arc wasn't like anything. I loved his transformation uh, mm -hmm. as a character. I love how he grew as a person, but his arc like wasn't anything um, insane. That's the only reason he falls a little bit lower. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but no, I love Bubbles. In terms of likability, he's easily top five, uh, yeah. top three. You just, yeah, you just feel for a, the dude. Um, I have good, not too much to say, but oh, but I, also one of my favorite Bubbles moments is, I love season one Bubbles. Uh, yeah. When he goes and puts the hats on the, the guys hats. so they know I what to I love that. I love huh. that, the hats. It's so good. <laughs> That's one of those season one moments where I'm like, when I remember I first started watching, I'm like, oh, this show's fucking awesome. This is so yeah. fascinating. Yeah, yeah. But I love They Bubs. actually do shit like this. Yeah. They do shit like this. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I won't say too much because you're right. Bubs will be a little higher for me. Uh, mm. <laughs> but that's a good pick for number nine. Um, so my number nine, I got Bunny Colvin at number nine. Bunny. Um, I have Bunny at number eight. So let's talk about Bunny. Oh, you have it at number eight. We have a back-to-back -back yeah. here. We always yeah. have back-to-backs at some point. Yep. Um, yeah, so my comes in season three, correct? During season the Amsterdam, three. Amsterdam yeah. stuff. Amsterdam. That's I immediately loved him when he came up with that Amsterdam idea. If we were picking, I know all our top episodes were usually in the back half of seasons, but if yep. we were picking best episodes that are like in the middle, it would be Amsterdam. When when Bunny introduces that Amsterdam idea, I was like, this show is fucking brilliant. Like that's yep. such an awesome thing to do. Like, uh, and then like oh, Bunny's so fascinating. Bunny's just such a good dude, man. He's such yes. a good guy. Like, and his stuff in season four with Namond. That's some of the best, the best. Stuff in the show. When he takes the kids out to dinner. Yeah, he takes them out to dinner. That shit's great. Oh, and, man. And, like, it, it, when he's in the classroom, do you know how, like, there's the main class and then there's the class for, like, the more, like, juvenile kids, the troublemakers and stuff? Yeah, yeah. That's where Naaman and, like, a bunch of yeah. other kids are in. Yeah. The little kid that ends up – no, he's not the one that kills uh, fucking – No, uh, no. That's 
That kid doesn't go to school. That yeah. kid doesn't go to school, dude. <laughs> there is a kid. The kid who kills Omar shows up in other scenes on the street, but he's that not kid's out in the streets all day. He's yeah. not going to school and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know what you mean. That scene's great. The stuff, or all the stuff in that classroom when Bunny's working with those kids, and yeah. then obviously the Hamsterdam stuff. I love and the way that arc plays out and the way he's in. He's a mentor for Carver and like Bunny's fucking awesome. I love this. Why just a good dude? I love good dudes. There's because there's so many like yep. complex characters that are like, oh, they're like. We'll talk more about them later, but like, this guy's just a straight up good guy. That's that's he's so likable. This is why a rewatch would benefit me because I can't remember what Bunny taught them in the class, but his lessons were always so good, and it was like yes. he had a, a way of teaching these kids. He knew how to teach these types of kids. Yeah, there's particular monologues he has. You're right that I would love to rewatch that are, that I can't quite remember, but he has yep. so many good moments in the show. Bunny Colvin, great character. We had a back to back day. So um. So, yeah, that was my number eight. So, you can do your so number eight. My now. number eight, yeah. So, my number eight, I got Daniels, Cedric Daniels. Ooh, um, wow. Yeah. I like I, him. I didn't put him in my honorable mentions or top ten, but I like Yeah, Cedric. fair enough. I know a lot of people don't have him this high. But what I love about him is, like, he grows as well. Like, because season one, he's kind of being an authority figure to McNulty, like, saying, we can't do this, we can't do this. And then McNulty kind of grows on him. Well, not McNulty, but, like, that attitude of his guys, like Lester, he starts to work the system a little more. And I just think he's kind of what the wire is all about. Like someone who's caught in the middle. He's like trying to be, do good things and actually do good police work. But he also has to be part of this system. And he, the way he like has to work his superiors, he's always pinholed in a corner. I just really enjoy Cedric Daniels. I think he's a great yep, character. I agree. His relationship with all of his guys are great. I like his relationship with the judge, Rhonda Perlman or whatever. Her the red hair girl? The red hair girl. Yeah. yeah Rhonda, I think's her name um and like just i just enjoy cedric a lot and also lance reddick that helps that actor's in lost yeah he's really <laughs> yeah he's, oh he's, yeah he's in lost he plays the yeah, that's that's charles how, widmore's guy in lost yeah that's how he's, much i that's how little i know about lost i hardly even fucking yeah know. it's all good but also he's just he's also a comedian like he's hilarious he did like he's been in a bunch of comedy stuff and like i really like the actor lance reddick and like cedric daniels great character another one who's just a good guy even though he does more shady things than bunny colvin every now and then He's probably not as of a good guy, but like he's trying to do the right thing. He's trying. And like his relationship with Carcetti is good too. He thinks he has a mayor that'll actually help him. And like he's just, there's a lot of good shit with Daniels. I like him a lot. Yeah. I think personality wise, I don't find him that likable personally. But That's like, fair. I, I don't know. I, I like him at the same time. Yeah. No, I, I actually think I'm in the minority. Like I'm not surprised that you don't have him. But like, like yeah, when he's just, at work, I don't like him, but when he's at like at home just eating dinner with his wife, talking to his wife, I'm like, okay, yeah, I like this yeah, guy. Yeah. But no, I, I can I, I understand the position he's in, like the shit he yeah. has to go through, the shit McNulty puts him through. Yeah. I understand why he's mad because then he has to take shit from his superiors. Like you're yeah. right, he's caught right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I, I like him. I, I like him at work too. I love him at work to be honest. The way he tries to run that team and like he has to deal with all the personalities and like he's the re- he's the one who's putting it together, right? Like and like we're in that we're in that, that little room downstairs in season one. Yeah, I love that. I love that room. dynamic in the little room. And then he gets back into it in season three, like they call him back and he's like, Fuck, I gotta bring the team back together. And like it's yep. just I just love that dynamic fucking yeah Daniels is awesome so what's your number seven so number seven I have Prisbeluski oh, so, yeah I yeah, didn't want to say I, too much yeah, uh, no, yeah fair enough you have my his arcs I love his relationship with Dookie I think his uh we talked about how like Bubbles has a really good story arc I like Prisbeluski's story arc even better I like his transformation even better just seeing mm-hmm. how like you, you said he was I, I can't remember I don't remember well enough was he racist I don't know if he was racist sorry maybe I'm wrong but he's just, he's just terrible in the field and he overreacts. So there's yeah. a scene where I just remember hating him. I hated him in the beginning of season one when he punches that kid and he like scares the shit out of some innocent kid. Like it yep. pissed me off. Like yep. maybe I don't, 
yeah, I don't think it was confirmed. You're it right. was police brutality easily. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's racist. You're right. Like, look at him in season four. I don't think he like grew that much to not be. I don't think he ever was racist. Right. He was just very over the top with his. He probably saw those types of people as low lives, though. Maybe yeah. not like. Yeah, maybe he's saw... classist. Yeah. I yeah. Know. Right. Yeah. I'm sure race is involved somehow in that. Like, yeah. Maybe he was... intertwined. Maybe he was racist and he grew out of it. I don't know. It's just right. like yeah. That's 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 what's so good about the show is there's so many layers to the characters. Yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could rewatch to explain why I love his development so much. Uh, I can't really put it into words. I just loved how he grew as a person. A person, and I loved since I loved the fucking um, the school kids. I loved seeing his relationship yeah. with them. That was the best. So him in season four was your favorite too. Eh? Yeah. 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 I don't think anyone would disagree. He's the best in season four. This is why season four is already my favorite. It's between one and four. It's like yeah. For me, it's three and four. For you, it's one and four. Fair. Yep. Um, yep. Okay. So that was your number seven, right? Yep, yes. at number seven. Yeah, so my number seven, I think, was an honorable mention for you. I have Lester, Lester Freeman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's my number seven. Yeah, so I just love Lester. I just, I love his relationship with McNulty, too. Um, and just smart fucking dude. I just love watching him work, like, and the way he gets cheese sometimes. And, like, he's just, he's just awesome. I fucking love he's Lester. A, he's, a, he's always sitting there building his little fucking wooden figures. Yeah, yeah, his little hobby he has. Yeah. Yeah. I just enjoy Lester Freeman so much. Um the just, case him and McNulty do in season five is insane. That's why season yeah. five is so entertaining. Like that yeah. towards the, the final stretch. I don't remember yeah. what the details are of the case. They're trying to get yeah. Marlowe. Yeah, yeah, the Marlowe stuff. Yeah, just the way he works. I also like him in season two when he's doing the uh, the stuff with like the what are those called? Fuck. What are those things called? <laughs> um you have no clue what I'm Pagers? Talking. Pagers? Burns? No, no, season two, the the big things on the docks. What are those called? Uh there was like cargo? Cargo? Yeah, yeah, the cargo, I guess. Yeah, there's, there's a name. Oh, the, he's like machine. tracking them. Yeah, the tracking yeah, yeah. thing he does in yeah. season two, where yeah, he's yeah, working yeah. the case on, on. Yeah, I don't know why I love that so much. And then yeah, also the pager stuff in season one, just in the way he takes Prez under his wing, and yeah, Lester's just awesome. I don't have too much to say. We don't have to say too much on these characters because we have so many. But I love Lester; he's just the best. He's a genius, dude. Yeah, arguably the six. smartest detective. Yeah, I think he is the smartest detective, hands down. Yeah. Yep. So you're number six. Yep. So at six, I have Bodie. He's like an embodiment of the wire and like he represents like the street half of the because there's like the cop half and then there's the street half a lot of people say like he like he's representative of like the street half of the show um but um i can definitely see like the argument he's a soldier he's a soldier yeah and i loved his character in season one i loved his relationship with uh herc and carver yes like they're, they're kind of good buds they gave each other shit he always gave oh, her. They go, remember the movie theater thing? <laughs> yeah, that was funny as hell. Yeah. So I really like, uh, and even when he killed Wallace, I still fucking yeah. loved him. I was He's... pissed at him. I was really pissed, but I understood why. I understood his position. Yeah, um, yeah. Good shit. It's been so long. It's hard to explain why I love Bodie. It's just a feeling I have. I love yeah. Bodie. He's no, fair up. enough. I, I had him as an honorable mention, and I kind of regret that a little bit, <laughs> but I get why you have. Um, I always used to call him Preston because that's his actual name. I, I didn't even know his nickname was Bodie until like season three, but apparently that was his nickname since the beginning. Yeah, they always called him Bodie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know why I just didn't catch that. Like I just always referred to him as Preston. Because the cops probably refer to him as Preston, right? Because it's right. like the official name and shit. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. I don't call him Bodie, I call him Preston. <laughs> <laughs> funny as fuck. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my number six, I have uh, Avon Barksdale is my number six uh i i like him way more than marlo because like those are kind of the two big villains on the drug side i guess you start with avon like the guys 
like in terms of villains, in terms of who the cops are trying to catch, because obviously they're complex and they're not just villains, but like mm-hmm. in terms of the big, the big kingpins that the cops are going after. You have Avon in the first half of the show, you have Marlowe in the second half. And I just think Avon Barksdale was way more charismatic and interesting character, for, for me at least. Like, I still think Marlo's great because the show's great. But Avon's I, way better. I, yeah, Avon Barksdale's way better. And uh, he's just the layers of him, the way you see his side of it, the way he's actually, he's one of the smartest street guys. Like, his street stars yes. are fucking incredible. Like, he's genuinely, man, like, a smart dude. Yeah, on the street, he knows the game so well. He's so fun to watch. His relationship with Stringer, the way he works people, his relationship with his nephew, D'Angelo. Like, Probably the just, biggest, him and, um, He's the, one of the biggest big-time actors in the show. Too. Yeah, like, Wood Harris, right? Wood Harris. Wood Harris, yeah. yeah. I knew it was Wood something, yeah. Yeah, he's a great actor. Great actor. Um, yeah, just, I love Avon Barksdale. He's my number six. <laughs> uh, so top fives. What do you have at number five? Avon's fucking great. Um, but yeah. yeah, so at five, this might be a little bit hypocritical because I left, who did I leave off? I left D'Angelo. No, who did I leave off? I left Frank and Nick off because they were only in one season. Yeah. So this might be a little bit hypocritical, but I have Wallace at number five. Wallace, Wallace at number five. was hands down my favorite in season one. I fucking loved Wallace. Fair I just, enough. yeah, that's why I probably like, probably like the only moment, why it's the only moment that I cried during the show when he mm. died. Mm. I, I don't even think his arc was anything too crazy in season one. It was just kind of like one of those characters you felt for. I don't know yeah. how, I don't remember how much buildup he had yeah. before his death, but yeah. I, oh, now I remember why. I loved seeing him like take care of his little brothers and stuff like that. I was like going to say, there's a really good scene where he's like making lunches for all the little kids and shit. Yep. Yeah, that's a great Wallace. He was just yeah, Wallace is just doing what he has to do, like taking care of those kids. What a good guy. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. he was like the most likable one early on. Yeah, uh, fair enough. And that always stuck with me. His character stuck, even though he wasn't in the rest of the seasons. He his character like always stuck with me. I'm like, I love this dude. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so my number five, I got Bunk. <laughs> you didn't you didn't have bunk eh yeah i can't believe it because like yeah he's I, one of those characters that's like for objectively, me he's, he's like one of the best easily. yeah for me bunk is number five just because of how iconic his, him and his cigar like that's the wire man it's just bunk, bunk with his cigar yo he's not the shit guy that's no, that's clay know. clay davis that's clay davis yeah we'll yeah. talk about that when we do funny scenes but yeah. um i just love bunk in terms of like his iconic He's just smoking that cigar, busting McNulty's balls. Like the relationship between Bunk and McNulty is probably a top three relationship. I think I said in the, the top best episodes, duos. Ever. Yeah, in top episodes, I said Stringer and Avon's number one best relationship. Right up there, not far behind, is McNulty and Bunk. I love the relationship. They're dynamic. Bunk just cracks cracks me up. He has that line where he's like, "I'm just a humble motherfucker with a big ass dick." Yep, <laughs> I love that line. I th- I think that's maybe why I left bunk off or why he doesn't stand out as much to me because it's really his as a standalone character he's still good but he doesn't really have like an arc or anything he's just kind of like someone that's always like saying funny or interesting shit that's a that's a good counter argument but and he supports like his character is so great in relation to mcnulty's character yeah i think you're right he he's more he goes off of mcnulty and he doesn't have as much of an arc he's kind of just like the same the whole time but i i just enjoy him too much he's still number five for me i love bunk he's just He's an his iconic, dialogues are always great. He's he's one of those characters I'll always remember. Like when I think of The Wire, I'll think of Bunk because like Bunk, him and that cigar work in those cases. Like it's just that's The Wire for me. So like that's why I put him higher. And I think most people would put him top five. Yeah, yeah, he's my number five. Um, okay, so what's your number four? At number four, I have Avon. Avon Barksdale. You have him a little higher than me. Yeah. For the same reasons you said, so yeah, there's static. not much to add, but yeah, he's just so fun to watch. Um. What was his last episode? I don't remember his ending really. He, the only he, thing. he comes back 
I can't remember which season. Either season four or five. I think there's five. A, there's a scene where he, he talks to Marlo in jail. He talks to Marlo, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah. That, that's his last scene, I think. I could be wrong. But there's a scene where he talks to Marlo in jail, and it's a really good scene. This just reminds me. Can I just say what makes season four so good? Is that Avon's hardly in it, and then McNulty's hardly even in it, and yet it's yeah. still so yeah. good. Yeah, that's a good point. They don't have two of the biggest characters, and it's still great. Yeah. But – yeah, I think season one Avon's probably my favorite Avon. I like him in season yeah. three. That's a close second. But I love season one Avon. I love, like, because um, he's the main focus. Stringer's yeah. the main focus of season three. Avon's the main focus of season one. I would agree with that, yeah. And um, I see uh, this is why a, a rewatch would benefit uh, explaining the details of why I love him so much. Yeah. But I just love his character so much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd say Avon's my favorite is season three. Just because just cause of the tension between him when he comes out of jail with him and Stringer. But you're right, he gets more focused in season one. Like there's that strip club and like the way he's always working there talking to Stringer and shit. Yeah, you're oh, right. I love the basketball episode too. It's like, um, oh yeah, the episode, it's game day. So yeah, he, that, was, that was a really fun one to watch. That, and he plays, isn't he against Prop Joe? Isn't it Prop Joe's team versus his yeah. team? Or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah, it's great, yeah. Um, Avon's okay. fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, so you had Avon at four? Yep. So I have Bubbles at four. You had Bubbles a lot lower. Wait, where did yeah, you have him again? I had Bubbles at nine. Yeah. So the reason I put Bubbles at four, um, I think he's the heart of the show, to be honest. Like, he's the heart of the show because he's just – he's the mm-hmm. one who's like – he has the hardest life, I'd say. He's the biggest addict, and he's just a good person. Like, he's honestly a good person, and he falls victim yeah. to the brutality of, of classism and all this shit, all these things he has working against him and drugs, and he's – the reason that these drug dealers are so wealthy and they do all the shit and there's this whole game between cops. It's because of people like bubbles who are just victims, right? He's just yep. a victim of this. And like, he's an addict and he's the heart of the show for me. I, maybe I just love drug, drug addicts characters like Jesse Bankman, Christopher yep. from Sopranos. I love drug addict characters. And I think bubbles is the best one. He's also, I was talking about how real Snoop feels. I think bubbles is the most real character. I remember reading. Yeah. I remember reading that security on the wire literally thought bubbles was a real addict and they were telling him to leave the set i swear <laughs> to god because that's how realistic he looks he's like, when nah he, dude i'm on the show when he's in costume they thought he was legit in makeup obviously but like they thought he was a real addict they're like sorry we're filming and like he was like and then obviously eventually they let him in but like that's how real he is like this is this is I one of the most him. real characters in the entire show is bubbles and like that's a real person when i watch him like, i completely agree and i love like this sounds like it's random, but it, it's kind of related to what you're saying. I don't know. But I love when Bubbles, like, trains that one cop to look homeless and, like, be a drug addict to go undercover back in that's season really one. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, good that's like, one of my favorite Bubbles moments. Yeah. Yeah, you, you brought up the hat. I love the hat stuff. There's so many good Bubbles moments. Oh, my God. I wish I could – I need to rewatch the show. I can't remember. But I just love Bubbles. He's one of my favorite characters in the entire show, hands down, and he's the heart of the show, one of the best performances, so real. And he has a happy ending. Fuck yeah. And his ending, yeah, like we yeah. said. So happy about that ending. Um, yeah, he's my number four. So who do you have at three? Top threes. Um, it's tough. At number three, I have Stringer. Yeah. Um, I have Stringer at number three. I'll just say I have Stringer at number okay. three, too. Let's talk about Stringer then. <laughs> yeah. Um, best villain, I guess you could say, of the show. Not really yeah. villain. That, well, there's, a lot of, there's too many shades of gray in this yeah, show. Yeah, that's what I mean. I kind of hesitated when I called Avon and Marlo villains, and they're bigger villains than Stringer, I'd say. So like, it's hard to call someone a villain. But yeah, Stringer's just obviously he's on. He's a, not a good person. He fucking yeah. He's just, actually he Stringer's, Stringer's a worse person than Avon, dude. Like he's pretty yeah. bad. Dude. <laughs> I mean, I say they're equally bad. 
um, Stringer's just smarter. <laughs> like, where he's oh. more of the business mind. They're equally bad, man. Because, like, Avon's think... still the head of a fucking drug organization. They're oh, equally they're... bad. It's just Stringer's more ambitious about his evilness, if that makes sense. The, yep, he wants, the, he wants there's to a, turn it... Yeah. There's a perfect line in season three that summarizes this. I think Avon says to Stringer, I bleed red, you bleed green. Yeah, great line. And, the, and I think that, like, perfect... Yeah. Is that from season three? That's season three. That's one of the best... Oh, that reminds me. So, one of my favorite scenes in the whole show. Um, actually, this might be in my top five scenes. No, it's not. So, actually, I want to bring it up. It's, um, it's when... It's shortly after Avon got out of jail... And there's a lot of tension because Avon wants to go to war with Marla. Like he's ready to go to war, but mm-hmm. Stringer's saying like, nah, this is bad for business. We don't want more dead bodies. It's bad for business. And then Avon, right. says, Avon says, nah, like it's about the street. Like and he, Avon accuses Stringer. He's like, you don't have as many guts as me. You're, you're not prepared for the street game. You don't have the balls to kill people. And then Stringer tells him about D'Angelo. He says that wasn't a suicide. He admits that he had D'Angelo yep. killed. And then Avon is that the same episode they fight? Yeah, they. Yeah. They what fight. episode is that? I've always wanted to rewatch that scene. Ah, uh, it's mid season three, but it's the ending of the episode. I remember it's the last scene, and then it goes to credits. And I was like, that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole show. It's like the, they fight. It's episode seven, eight, or nine. One of those there, three. There's so many times I've wanted to rewatch that scene, but I couldn't find it. I didn't remember what episode it was, yeah. so I gave up. Yeah. This debate about how we started this whole thing, who's worst person? That scene is literally about that. They're kind of debating yeah. like. Who are we? Like, you, these are your strengths. These are your, and like, they just start fighting. That's the right way of going about it. Exactly. I think they're equally bad people. They just go about yep. it in different ways. And they're obviously equally morally gray too, because you care about them in some ways. I think their interests, like Stringers, I wouldn't say I sympathize with them, but they're, they're morally gray characters because like they have this, you see their side of the story, right? It's not just about the cops catching bad guys. You see mm-hmm. their side of the story. They built also the rooftop scene. Like you feel for them there, right? Like they're reminiscing. It's like they did what they had to do. This is their way to have a living, right? Yep. So, yeah. I, I, I also loved. Um, I loved watching uh, Stringer's uh, in business. His business classes. I always really enjoyed those scenes. His business classes are great. I'll talk about that. There's a line when we do funny scenes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I thought you fun. just took a shot for a second, but I think it was water. <laughs> I've been having water this whole time. <laughs> yeah, I thought, like, damn, he just took a <laughs> shot. <laughs> I, told, I told you about this. I had this big bottle yeah. at uni when I lived, and everyone was always like, do you just have vodka lying around? It's like, no, this is water. <laughs> Chill. Like, yeah, because <laughs> I saw you put, I only saw, like, the end of the bottle. So I'm like, right, damn. right. You saw, like, that. That actually <laughs> saw, does yeah, look that. like, that yeah. looks like a bottle of vodka. Holy fuck. Yeah, I saw that much. I saw that much. That's the very <laughs> end. I'm like, nice. Yeah, yeah that's, that's funny. I'm just <laughs> taking shots. <laughs> that'd be fun right now talking about the wire i'd probably get so yeah. nostalgic yeah yeah for real it, it'd probably go off the rails a little bit if i was just taking shots yeah um, anyways so we were talking about stringer bell so we have the same number three stringer bell uh anything else you want to say about him like it's just he's the business mind right and like i love yeah. that aspect of th- that aspect of criminals is interesting because they have to actually be smart and like he's all about the business he's kind of you know i think i feel like he inspired a lot of a lot of characters like that like there's a lot of characters in other shows they're like they're the bad guys, but they're smart about it. And they're like, they're thinking through like Gus. what's good. Yeah. Gus a little bit. That's more brother Muzone. You know, it's kind of like a mix of both. It's kind of like, yo, who, who? Nacho from Better Call Saul. Nacho from Better Call Saul. I feel like there's a little so? bit. Because they're like smarter. They're like, they're not right. just a bit. I, actually, yeah. that's a bad, that's a bad comparison. Cause Nacho I was, th- I was thinking person. business. I was thinking Nacho, business. But Nacho is a good business mind. He thinks about things and he's like, True. We got to do things this way. Like he's a business mind, but the difference is Nacho's kind of a good person, whereas Stringer's True. way more ruthless. But, You're right, though. They they like they um think of they foresee like all possible scenarios. They think yeah, of all the outcomes. They think shit through. They think of shit long term. 
which is kind of like Nacho a little bit. But they're that's how Nacho fools fucking yeah. Hector. Oh, yeah. fuck again. <laughs> yeah, too much other shows. But yeah, Stringer influenced a lot of villains, I feel like. And he's just so good. So fun to watch. We should talk about Idris Elba and how he's British. That blows my mind that he's British. And he played this convincing. Like, he is so He convincing. does a great job. But his accent slips every once in a while when he gets mad. Really? I don't notice yeah. that. If you I, go I, back, there's like a scene or two where it's slips. It's McNulty, yeah. too. Because yeah. McNulty's, um, yeah, McNulty's British. British. But he's, he, is, he is, I think. Yeah, he I think he's European somehow. I yeah, he's, he's British. I'm pretty yep. sure Dominic West is British, too. And yeah. Idris Elba. They're both British. Two, mm-hmm. For me, I just, honestly, those are two of the most convincing characters for me. So the fact that they're British, I don't, I guess because you're American, you would notice accents more than me. Just a um, little bit. Yeah, I, I think they pulled it off so well. And like watching interviews with either of them is just crazy. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah. Stringer's my number three. Who's your number two? Uh, one and two is really hard. These could go either way. Um, so I'm just going to say it now. We both have the same top two. I think that's we clear do. at this point. We do. Uh, it's McNulty and Omar. I have McNulty at two and Omar at one. I have I, the same order. <laughs> Fuck. I, I think I like – they're both the main characters. If you had to pick a main character, these are kind of like both the two main characters. Yeah. Maybe yeah, not as I, much Omar. I, I'd say more McNulty because there's long stretches where Omar's not in it. But at the same time, McNulty's barely in season four. You're right. Yeah. Fuck. They are the two main characters. They're and he's kind of sidelined in a little bit in season two. So yeah, it's hard yeah, to say. You're right. And Omar, there's times where he's sidelined a bit. So yeah, it's it's hard to pick. But we have the same top three in the same order. Holy shit. <laughs> so I think um I think in terms of likability, in terms of like, oh just a badass, just cool as fuck. I think Omar would get number one. And he has depth too, don't get me wrong. Like the shit where they explore like his moral code and all that and how yeah. he like operates man's, in society. He's got to have a code, no doubt. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So what what else does he say? So many oh, good lines. Oh indeed. oh, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Bunk asked him, he's like, man's got to have a code. And then Omar's like, indeed. It's the best. He's the, the best. best. Yeah. What else does he say? He says fucking, um, what the fuck else does he say? So sound many like, good lines. I sounded like McNulty right there. We, we need to, you did sound like McNulty. We, we, <laughs> need, we need to rewatch you. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, he, you come at the king, you best not miss. Well, one thing that's iconic is whenever he walks, everyone's like, Omar coming. He's whistling with a shotgun yeah. under the trench coat. Yeah, Omar coming. That's the best. And that's how you know he's a badass. Everyone just dips. Everyone yeah. runs away. Yeah. He's just such an awesome character to watch. Fuck, he's so fun to watch. Um, his dialogues are fucking great. He's so quick-witted. He always has a response to everything. Yeah. Especially, like, the, the court scene, for example. Yeah, the court scene, which we love. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are some of his other scenes, I, man? We got to rewatch the show. Fuck. Yeah, uh, the There's ending so scene good. of season one where he points the gun at the dude, he's like, all in the game. It was right after the montage. Oh, yeah, all in the game. He says all in the game. That's another good quote of his. Oh, yeah, in season one, when he, he almost kills Avon Barksdale. Do you remember that? How smart he was when he plays yeah. the phones and shit? And then yeah. he almost kills him, yeah? It was right outside uh, the bar, right, right? outside the strip club. Yeah, it's good shit. Um, fuck, there's so many good Omar things in this show that I'm forgetting. God damn it. Season two. Let's think through season two. Uh, doesn't Brother Mazone shoot him? Oh, yeah. It was in, like, the little yeah. motel. I yeah. forgot about the scene. Yeah. And then there's the stuff in season five when he jumps out of the building when yeah. Marlowe's crew goes after him. Like, that is fuck. probably the most unrealistic scene I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit of a criticism. I agree. He, the fact that he survived that, it was a little funny. But I like that thematically, he survives that, and then a kid just kills him. Like, that's yep. perfect. Yeah, that is pretty yeah. fitting. Yeah. Or ironic. It's, fit, it's, yeah. it's fitting because it's ironic. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, we can talk about McNulty now. So we had him at number two, both of us. Yeah, okay, yeah. so I had McNulty at two, but at the same time, I think he might be my favorite. Yeah, so you can I put th- him at one. That's fine. 
It's yeah, it's hard to say. They're different. <laughs> they're top two. I'm gonna yeah. cheat for once. They're one A and one B. I'm gonna cheat. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I, I I would say I like I'd put Omar ahead of McDulty pretty easily just based on uh, entertaining to watch. Like I think Omar's just slightly more entertaining to watch. Yeah. But Mc, I love McNulty because he's so fucked up. That's what I love about him. He's the main character. He's a good cop, but he's also just a mess. Like he's a mess. He's a mess, dude. That's that's what's what so good. What the fuck about did him. I do? Yeah, what the fuck did I do? That's so good. What do you think, McNulty? Yeah, uh, so many funny moments with him. Just the way he, uh, he's just the best. I love McNulty. Such I a, think I like him because he's the closest. Because this show doesn't have a main character. He's the closest yeah. you can get to like the Don Drapers, the Tony Sopranos. Yeah. I love I love the fucking I love the fucking main anti-heroes that are just like have these tra- these flaws they're narcissistic they're fucking yep. just arrogant as fuck. Yep. McNulty's the closest to the Don Draper Tony Soprano. He's the closest type. to like that main anti-hero, you're right. But so is Omar, man. He's a huge anti-hero too. But you're right. It's, it's In hard. terms of personality though. Yeah, I'd personality. Say yeah. That that's what makes McNulty. Um, yeah. Those are the two main anti-heroes of the of the show, are McNulty Correct. and Omar. Yep. Yeah. So like yep. that's why we have them as our top two. It kind of that that's how much we love these shows because people might criticize some of our top tens and always be like, it's just the main characters are your number one. But it's kind of hard to love a show and not love the main character. Like the main character is so yeah. important, you know. So like that's yeah. my response. If anyone says you're, it's pretty easy to predict your favorite characters, it's just the main characters every time. But that's why these shows are our favorites of all time. We love these characters so much. Yeah. It's, it's kind of impossible to love a show if you don't care about the main character. Like, yeah, I never understood that. I think yeah. it's a saying, like, or there's like a phrase, uh, main characteritis or something shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like, it's like it's people bo- just hate main character. It's like, how do you enjoy a show if you don't like the main character? Like, they're the best part for a reason. Like, they're the main focus for a reason. People just want to be, like, different and, like, mm-hmm. they just want to be like, no, I'm, I don't go with the norm. I like the side yeah. characters better. It's yeah. like, dude, yeah. you're but, not cool. But actually, in terms of The Wire... It's more of an ensemble show, so I understand. But it's, it's mostly with the other shows, like Breaking Bad, Mad Men, The Sopranos. Those are, I would argue, heavily. But for The Wire, it's more of an ensemble. It just happens to be the two who get the most focus are still our favorites. But, yeah. like, I can totally understand. Someone says the best character. Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's same with Game of Thrones. They don't have, like, a clear number one. Yeah, so The Wire doesn't have that either. But at the same time, if you had to pick the main characters, it's probably McNulty and Omar, and yep. they're that good. I was considering putting Bubbles at number one, but then I realized... Bubbles just isn't quite as complex as these two, um, but but I love Bubbles too. And Stringer Bell is my number three. So like, it's so hard. For this it's guy. hard to put Bubbles over these guys because these guys get so much focus and they get so yeah. much screen yeah. time. It's hard yeah. to like. You're right. That. Bubbles doesn't quite get as much focus, but yeah. Um, yeah, you want to do a recap of our top tens? Yep. Yeah. So, so what are your top um, ten characters? So, at ten I have Dookie. At nine I have Bubbles. Yep. At eight I have Bunny Colvin. Yep. At seven I have uh, Presbaluski. Six, I have Bodie. Five is Wallace. That's pretty hypocritical because he hardly gets any screen time, but I fucking love Wallace. It's all good. Uh, four is Ava. It's all good, man. Four is Avon. Three <laughs> is Stringer. Two is McNulty. And then I have Omar at one, but they're 1A and 1B. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good top 10. So my top 10, I got Snoop at number 10. I got Bunny Colvin at number nine. Cedric Daniels at number eight. Lester Freeman at seven. Avon Barksdale at six. Bunk at five. Bubbles at four, Stringer Bell at three, McNulty at two, and Omar at one. So we had the exact same top three, but then other than the top three, very different. So it's kind of cool. That's how much of an ensemble. What is it about the top three? What is it about the top three? Our top threes are just always the same. Top three characters, (laughs) top three episodes, they're always the same. Although Better Call Saul was different. I put Kim at one. I was like, I got to put Kim Wexler at one. (laughs) I think I had uh, Jimmy Kim Mike. Yeah. um, 
something like that. Yeah. Anyways, those are other shows. Yeah, okay, so oh, top fuck. five scenes. Let's do top five scenes. So this might get a little repetitive, but what do you have for your top five scenes? You can just do your whole list. So since it did get repetitive, I added two scenes to my top five um, throughout this podcast. Um, like while we were shooting, I added Good call. two scenes real quick. Like st- stuff we haven't talked about. Good call. So um, I'll just talk about the things we did talk about real quick. Uh, so yeah. Omar's death. Yeah. I just loved how lifelike and uh, like out of nowhere, he just got yep. shot out of nowhere. I didn't tear up or anything, but that was a really emotional moment. It hits yep. hard. Um, yep. The chess scene in chess season scene. one. That's a it's, good pick. It seems like that in season one that are so fucking, you don't, you don't get as many of those scenes as you throughout the show. I think yeah. in season one, there was a lot of scenes like that. Yeah. Uh, the McNugget scene is it? Yeah. I think it's the episode before or after the chess scene. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like that. They're like so fucking good. Yeah. Who is it who explains the McNuggets? I can't remember. I think remember. Uh, D'Angelo. It, it's D'Angelo who explains the McNuggets. Yeah. And yeah. It's about like how like the dude who like. Because he's up. like trying, he's trying to run his crew. Like he has like Putin, Bodhi and his crew. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I think it, it's like, um, see, I'd have to rewatch again. Yeah. Was it well, like a criticism of capitalism? Or I think like he's, expl- no, he's explaining capitalism to them. Isn't he explaining it? He's like explaining how capitalism works using McNuggets. I'm pretty was sure. it, was it a criticism of capitalism? Cause he said the dude that created it didn't benefit. From, maybe I think, I think it's a bit of both he's explaining think, to them how capitalism works and then he's also criticizing it i think we should rewatch that scene yeah i thought from from what i remember was he trying to explain like the inequalities of I capitalism can't, i can't remember i think okay. he's explaining how it works he's explaining how it works okay like he's saying this is how our he's saying how the way our drug dealing stuff works is the same as how mcnuggets work mcnuggets okay. is their drug this is how they get it out and then he's explaining how capitalism works and how they're dr- like why he's the boss of them. He's like the manager of the McDonald's is what he's saying. And right. like the drugs are the McNuggets. You guys are like the cashiers. He was explaining to them how capitalism works. I think I could be wrong. Like honestly, Makes sense. that's what I remember. It's like, he's explaining to them like McNuggets. And then you might be right. Cause you said there's a line you remember. He might like criticize it at some point, like say like it's bullshit. Yep. Like we shouldn't have to, but I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sorry, sorry if we explained that wrong guys. We, it's been a while since we've Dude. seen but yeah, um, so yeah, love the McNugget scene. Uh, my favorite scene from season one. Okay, obviously Wallace's death, but then the like the best scene, like funniest scene, is the fuck, fuck, fuck scene where the only line of dialogue for four minutes is fuck. It's Bunk and is McNulty. That, is that in your top five scenes, or is that just a funny scene? That's my top five scenes. Like, oh, the that's in your top is, five. Yeah, that's a great like, scene. Um, there, Bunk and uh, McNulty were investigating. Um, the crime scene where D'Angelo yeah. killed the stringer's yeah. girlfriend through the window or yeah. something. Yeah. I remember uh, the scene, the fuck scene. Yeah. Yeah. Great. But the only word spoken for four minutes straight is fuck. I think that shows how good the wire is. It, this scene is the epitome of show. Don't tell. They yes. Don't, they, they don't have to talk through it. They just yep. show what's going through their head and they keep saying, fuck. It's perfect. I agree. And the, great. Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly what's happening. You know exactly how they're solving the crime scene. They're starting to put it together. They're finding the bullets. They're finding the angles of where the shooting happened. It's perfect. Yep. Show don't that's, tell, like you said. That's yeah, what that, makes – that's brilliant visual storytelling. Or not even also, visual storytelling. It's just, yeah, probably. Yeah. It's both. Yeah, it's visual storytelling. But it's, yeah. it's, it also backs up why I had Bunk and McNulty as, like, one of the best relationships. It's, like, yeah. that scene. I was, like, fuck, I love these two guys. <laughs> the duo. That's, like, one of the best duos ever. Yeah. Um. And then I added uh, two more scenes. So the Hamsterdam scene, 
uh, I don't know if it's the Hamsterdam episode, but it's the scene at night when Bubbles is like walking through Hamsterdam and it's like really dark and like really, fu- the imagery is fucking great. It's like That's one of the most, scene. The Wire's not that cinematic of a show, but this is like one of the, if you go back and watch this, it's like super cinematic. Yeah. I vaguely, really good. I, I vaguely remember it, but I, yeah, that wasn't, I remember watching that and being like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love that scene. Um, definitely recommend rewatching. Really great scene. Uh, yeah. Then, seven uh i'm probably forgetting scenes but i just added this one because it's really good uh the very first scene of the show the stop boogie oh stop boogie yeah it's a great scene yeah. and i think it like perfectly um describes the whole meaning of the show yep you're right I don't remember- the entire show in one scene <laughs> yep. yeah there's something well, the- about like this is america or something Didn't, don't they say that maybe not this is america but like something along the lines of that yeah yeah they literally sum up the entire show like in in the first scene like how it's bullshit and like the the whole system is flawed yeah i think i think they just talk about the game really they talk about the stakes of the game and like the meaning of the game like they're like like, why'd you let snap snap boogie keep coming back he's like what's in the game it's only fair yeah another scene that like apologies to to wired diehard fans i wish i remembered the specific lines but yeah yeah but yeah it's pretty much just like explains like that there is a code yeah, like you said, I wish we could explain this better, but we've only seen the show once, but yeah, that yeah. scene stands out to me. Yeah. Is that five for you? I listed seven. Yeah, that oh, was more, oh. more than five scenes, but it's all Here's good. my number seven. This one's in my top, this one was in my original top five. Um, the Omar fucking um, court scene. Uh, yeah, I got the shotgun, you got the briefcase, all in the game though, right? Yeah. We're getting okay, repetitive. So- my top five scenes are all scenes I've talked about, so I'll just go through them really quickly. So Stringer and Avon on the rooftop, their final conversation, that's in uh, Mission Accomplished. That's probably my number one favorite scene in the whole show. Mm-hmm. Then I have uh, the end scene of that episode where Omar and Brother Muzone kill Stringer. Like they actually, the actual scene with him running in the building and he yep. comes up and they both have the guns pointed at him. I just remember being on the edge of my seat. Like that's one of my favorite endings. I fucking yeah. love that scene. That was intense. Yeah. Uh, I also have Omar in court. So you just talked about Omar in court when he says, um, you, I got the shotgun, you got the briefcase. Uh, this is another one. Speaking of how much you love Wallace, um, this, the scene with D'Angelo in prison, where's Wallace? Do you remember that? Oh, I was going to add that. He accuses Avon. He's like, where's Wallace, man? Where's Wallace? Cause he's, he's he a stringer. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Avon, isn't it? No, nah, it's Stringer. And Stringer's it's like, like, Stringer's like D'Angelo, shut the fuck up. Maybe you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it's Stringer. Is it? I think you're right. Where's Wallace String? Yeah, he's like, where's Wallace String? You're right. I fucked up. String. String. That out. Where's Wallace? Yeah. yeah. That's, where's what made Wallace? Me hate, that's what made me hate Stringer early on. That was yeah, the you're right. I, yeah. I liked Avon. I yeah. hated Stringer, though. And yeah. how he was so apathetic towards Wallace. Didn't give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. So those are, uh, that's four scenes. And then my fifth, I have kind of like two scenes. It's the Bodie McNulty one when they're talking. In, in final grades and then Bodhi's death scene later on when he's like he's like I'm not leaving my corner and he like sacrifices himself. We're not fighting. Yeah. True exactly. soldier. Yeah. And then an honorable mention that almost made it was Greg's getting shot and in and the cost. And that's I already talked about. So those are all scenes that I already talked about. Those are my top five scenes. That's probably like the most insane uh episode uh, you know fucking scene of the wire where all like the helicopters come swooping yeah. in it's like the most action heavy scene it's so intense and heavy man like that's when i realized how invested i was i was like holy shit the stakes are so high cedric is sitting there shook carver's freaking out yeah it's just insane it's everyone's just losing insane. their mind everything comes together in like a big climax that's crazy yeah um okay those are our scenes uh criticism so do you, you don't have any yeah 
Um, we already kind of like talked yeah. about what we didn't like I, about season five. Yeah, exactly. That's all I have. Season five, just like the newspaper stuff isn't as interesting as the other stuff. And then McNulty's serial killer arc thing is a little unrealistic, even though we defended it because it works so well thematically. Um, yep. And then, oh yeah, you, you briefly said this. You didn't like Ziggy, right? Yeah, I didn't love Ziggy. Yeah, I don't think I don't, it's a criticism personally. I was going to say, I don't think it's a criticism, but it's just something to note. Like on my first watch, he was annoying as fuck. Like he pissed yep. me off. But I think on rewatch, I might appreciate him a little more. I liked kid. his presence. I liked that he was an annoying presence. It just added yeah. interesting. I like hating characters sometimes, and he's that character that I like to just like hate. Yeah, yeah, fair know. enough. He is enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, the stuff with the duck. <laughs> Doesn't he give the duck alcohol and shit? Yeah. <laughs> he brings the duck to the bar. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the shit, the fucking breakfast beers that they drink, they crack an egg in the beer, yeah. then they drink it. Yeah, yeah, that shit. Those, <laughs> those dock workers. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. I wanted to say this, because um, we're on, while we're on the topic of criticisms. Um, yeah. This is the complete opposite of a criticism, though. Uh, I think, so I don't have the wire in my top 10, but I think the first four seasons is the most flawlessly made television ever. I think it's like the most perfectly and well-constructed, like well-written yeah. shit ever. Yeah. I think you mentioned that objectively, it would be one of your top three. Like you said that on the top 10 but, ones. But, so. but I am in top three. I think it's like the best. I think it's the most well-made show. The first four seasons is the most like well-written, most well-made yeah. show. Like, I think in, tr- in terms of writing, I agree with you. It's number one. I think it's, it's if you take a look at There's the no con- downtime. It's all like yeah. flawlessly constructed, yeah. put together. And if you look at the content of the show, like what are the writers writing? I think it's number one because that is the hardest show to write that well. Like they yep. literally, and it's the most realistic and it's the most, the, mo- the amount of research they had to do, like, like in the amount of shit they knew and how real it is. It's like the smartest show ever written. And opinion. you can't have, yeah. it's the only show I know. There's not really a side actor that's corny at all. Like the Sopranos always had like a side yeah. to be like, this is kind of corny. Yeah. But it everyone feels real. Every everyone person. feels real. Every yeah. single person. That's what I meant by like, it feels like a documentary when you start it. Like it really does. Um, yep. It's like hard to believe these people are actors. Like those are real people you're watching. Yes. yes. Um, okay. So funny moments. Let's do some funny scenes. There's a lot of good humor in the wire. Like to be honest, maybe, really? not, as, maybe not as funny as the Sopranos, but it's like, it's still got a lot of good humor. Um, yeah. So yeah, what are some of your funny moments? Really good, like cop banter. Yeah, like banter. That. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The characters uh, are goofy too. Like, yeah. So what do you have? I know when you start bringing up some of these scenes, I'm gonna remember more. But the one scene I had, it's probably it's it's not even like one of the top ten funny scenes. It's just one that came to mind when yeah. McNulty was driving drunk as fuck. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Uh, it's in season two, episode eight, I believe. Yeah. Um. So he's driving, and in, uh, he can't anticipate the curve the turn coming up because he's so fucked up so he goes to turn and he runs into the fucking um like the bridge or whatever oh, yeah yeah like the little underpass thing yeah and then he's gonna he wants to try again so he backs up and then he tries to do the turn again and he hits it again <laughs> i think i remember that yeah <laughs> and then he gets out of the car oh my god I, I won't even be able to like explain what he does when he gets out of the car because it'll be just, he's just be a hammered scene. he can't even move kind of thing isn't that what happens yeah yeah no it, no he, he gets out of the car and he does like this and he's like, I don't know. I can't explain it. You have to like, you have to <laughs> yeah, watch. Yeah, I it. gotta rewatch that. I remember him crashing like twice though. It's so funny. That I like you, me. so I don't look like an idiot. You'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I just realized um, I I have a bunch of funny scenes here, but one that I just thought of that because as you were talking about McNulty, isn't there a really funny scene in season two where he's like, where he goes to a whorehouse and he's supposed to do like work, like he's supposed to be undercover oh, or something, yeah. and, and then they all walk in. Them. Yeah, he, they all walk in on him fucking one. He's like, you're late. 
Yeah. They, they came in late, so like just his that's body language. Funny. When he looks, he's like on the bed with that girl and he looks at them, his body language is so funny. And I think that's bad dreams, dude. I think that's another great aspect of that episode. Oh yeah, season two, episode eleven. Yeah, yeah. It might, might have been bad dreams. Yeah. Um, uh but yeah, I have a bunch more funny scenes here. If you think of any, just just butt in. But a uh, big one that you kind of briefly said is Clay Davis. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's iconic. That should, that's like was, one of those classic fucking lines yeah. that fans always talk about. Yeah, dude, that's a pop culture thing. I swear to God, there's people who say that that don't know it's from The Wire. I swear yeah. to God. Like, you'll yeah. hear people go, shit. And, like, they don't realize that's from The Wire. Like, that started that. Um, Clay Davis, man. What a beauty. Uh, Clay Davis, not, absolute not, beauty. Yeah, not one of the he's best a scumbag. But, but the fact that he says shit like that, like, one I fucking of the hated that guy. I don't care. Yeah, I hated Clay Davis. But I, I love the way he says shit. It's so yeah. funny. There's one that he literally holds for like 10 <laughs> seconds and then they cut him off. Like, they don't even let him finish. He's just like shit. And then, like, they cut him off. It's so funny. <laughs> the writers I, had to have known that it became like a fan, for, even though yeah. they didn't have a fan base. They had to have yeah. known. I wonder were, if that came from the actor. I bet you that was scripted. Fuck. Probably. Like, yeah, just hold, of, hold the shit as long as you can. It's like, it became like, do you know how Jesse Pinkman had bitch, Aaron Paul? Yeah, yeah. Bitch? This, is, this is their bitch. It is, yeah. And it, and it came before, and like, everyone says that, and like, it's all from The Wire. It's so funny. That's one, I literally, if I'm thinking about The Wire sometimes, I just go, shit. Like, I just say it to myself. Like, yep. it's just one of those things that's so fun to do. It's one um, of the, cla- yeah, the most classic line in The yeah. Wire. Uh, okay, another funny thing. Uh, I forget this kid's name. God damn it. But in season four, there's a kid who steals cars. Do you remember that shit? Yes, that kid's insane. Yeah, he's just it's always funny. stealing cars and shit. And they're all friends with him. And he always like pulls up in a new car. And they're all like, oh, shit. They're like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that shit's so funny. Um, and I think season- that, that one cop fucking breaks his fingers. Yeah, I was going to say, season four ends, though. I think season four ends with him driving a car. <laughs> like, name on that, like... Uh, Namon's at Bunny's house, I think. And then he's, like, driving the car. It's like, there he is. He got another car. <laughs> so funny. That's fucking um, hilarious, dude. Yeah. More funny things. Uh, this is just a funny line that I love. Is uh, I think it's season three, but I'm not 100% sure. It's Stringer when he's teaching one of his classes. He's like, is you taking notes on a motherfucking criminal conspiracy? <laughs> Wait, who said this? Stringer. Stringer Bell. He's, oh, like, yeah. Class. Wasn't it Poot? It might have been Poot. It might have been Poot. You're right. Someone's taking notes. He's like, are you taking notes on a motherfucking criminal conspiracy? (laughs) Such a good line. Uh, Oh, my God. And Poot's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, A couple more funny ones. Uh, The lie detector test. Do you remember that? I think this is season five. I think it's the opening scene of season five. So they pull out. (laughs) What did you say? so, So in the scene, they're literally, they're using a scanner. And they're asking him questions. And then he gives his answer. He'll be like, yes or no. Like, he'll say, he'll answer the question. And then they give the scanner a second. And then he pulls out a piece of paper and it just says false. (laughs) (laughs) It's so So simple. It's false. It's just this false. Like, the the machine's just reading if he's right or not. It's so funny. (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. And then the guy just just starts panicking. (laughs) It's bunk, right? Yeah, it's bunk and uh, two of the other guys, minor guys. One of them's a white, a white guy. One of them's a black guy. I can't remember. They're very minor cop guys yeah. there. You yep. see them in every scene every now and then. I can't remember their names. So but, you know. Um, oh, I think Jay Landsman. Jay Landsman's with Oh, him. was it Jay? I think. It's Jay, Bunk, and then two other random guys. It's so funny. You know it's hilarious because you know Bunk just typed false and then printed it yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. They literally, <laughs> this is how we're going to trick this kid. We're going to ask him no. questions. And then whatever no. he says, it's going to be false. And then he's going to get scared and then confess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that's comedy. Yeah, and then last one um, is a uh, last funny thing that I just remembered. 
is a Fuzzy Dunlop. Do you remember this? Yes, yeah. I know the name. So, what the so, fuck was so that? So what happens is so Carver. He might talks about it, right? No, it's Carver and uh, and Herc. We haven't talked about Herc at all. Herc's kind of a piece of shit, to be honest. But I mentioned a, him earlier when yeah. I brought up Bro, uh, Bodie. Right, right. He's an entertaining character, but he's a piece of shit. Oh but yeah, there's, he is. There's, this, there's stuff with Herc and Carver where they put some sort of camera or bug in a tennis ball. And so tennis balls, yep. I play tennis. I don't know if you know, Dunlop is like a company that makes tennis balls. Like, you know, Wilson yep. and like Wilson and um, what's the other one? Babolat. Those are like, so Dunlop is a company that makes tennis balls. So all their tennis balls say Dunlop on them. So, so fuzzy what happens Dunlop. is what happens is they use a tennis ball as a camera and then it ends up getting destroyed. Like someone drives over the tennis ball. And for some reason later on, they need to come up with a name for one of their CIs. Like for their, they find a new CI. And they think they don't know what to call them because they're like they're doing it behind their back, and they call them Fuzzy Dunlop. That's so they, I didn't know that's why they called them that. Yeah, that's hilarious. They, they name one of their CIs Fuzzy Dunlop because they remember the tennis ball that got crushed. That's like the only name they can think of. They go Fuzzy Dunlop is the name of our CI, and it's just <laughs> a made-up name. It's so funny. I always thought it was funny. I just couldn't remember why. I just thought it was like a stupid ass name. I knew they had a yeah. reason for doing it. Yeah, I just didn't yeah. remember it's why. Because of the tennis ball camera they use, that's the name they think of to come yep. up with a fake name. They go Fuzzy Dunlop. So funny. Uh, speaking of Herc, another funny scene is like when he's like, he's like, hey, 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 team, on, on the top of the desk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like dancing and shit. He's like, yeah. hey, team, baby. Yeah. That's good I don't shit. remember what, what happened. Did they get promoted or something? I don't remember why the fuck that happened. I honestly don't know. <laughs> there's so many details. I think they accomplished something. Like, yeah. they did something, yeah. and they just started, yeah. like, there's a lot of There's a lot of funny scenes with all the cops getting hammered at a bar all the time. Like, I can't remember the details. Like, when um, McNulty's on the table, that shit's funny. Yeah, yeah. They think, I already, they think it's going to be a funeral or something. Wasn't that in the yeah. finale? Serious yeah, plan. something like that. And there's also the stuff with, um, I already mentioned Bunk when he's like, I'm a humble motherfucker with a big-ass dick. That's one of yep. Bunk's best things. <laughs> uh fuck i can't remember other stuff but yeah that's not but, funny stuff man it's a funny show oh yeah i you have something i wrote i wrote down that one funny scene earlier when we took a pause um yeah. <clears throat> so you're gonna you're gonna love this when omar dressed as a grandma to to get into that house oh shit that's a good one he looks like forgotten. he looks like the sweet old lady like curled up in this fucking chair and then he pulls out a fucking glock yeah. I'm like, oh shit, that's yeah. Omar. I completely forgot about that. That's a great scene. That's funny as fuck. And that's all awesome too. Like, <laughs> he's he like talking. That. He's like talking in this grandma voice. I'm pretty sure. It's yeah, funny. yeah, that's good shit. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah, that's enough funny moments. Yeah. Do you have anything else? No. Ah, uh, no, that's it. Yeah, I think we I think, covered everything. Yeah, I think that wraps it up for The Wire. What a fucking great show. As we said, I don't think we went as long with the show. We have not rewatched it. I'll just repeat that again for Wire diehard fans who go, oh, they didn't talk about this. They didn't talk about that. We're sorry. We we, we will both rewatch the show eventually and love it even more. But yep, uh, we, just, we still wanted to do a deep dive because we love it. So we did our best. Talked yep. about a lot of characters. That's the best part of the show, man. So many good characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess our next podcast, if we're giving a preview, it'll be americans in succession yeah won't be discussing the whole show but yeah we'll from what discussing. we've seen and so yeah like yeah well, if you like the americans in succession you can check that out but yeah if you like those shows check it out we'll give our thoughts on our first watch yeah we'll, we'll see you guys in the next one thanks for right. tuning in yep